Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. What's up, donkeys? Happy Monday. Junkies coming to you live on 106.7 The Fan and the Team 980 here in the DMV. 910 The Fan in Richmond, and we're streaming live on the Odyssey app. Wherever you may be, you can take us on the go. You can also watch us on the Monumental Sports Network, brought to you by Crop Metcalf, official heating and cooling company of the Junkies, looking to be their next five-star HVAC technician or plumber. Just visit CropMetcalf.com to join their team today. We thank you for tuning in this Monday morning, February 5th. 2024. I'm John Paul Flame, joined by Eric Pickle. Morning. Morning. Johnny Cake Sawville's here. Hello. Good morning, all. And Jason Bishop. John Paul. Morning. Good weekend. My weekend? Yeah. Yeah, it was fine. Did you recover from Friday night? Yeah, I was fine. You got after it a little bit on Friday, didn't you? Yeah, I was feeling good. <laughs> you got after it. <laughs> Having fun. I don't know how many cocktails you had, but. I know, I saw Probably pictures. Kind of sense that you had a few. I had a few. I saw pictures and it looked like Jason had had a lot before. Like you were pre, were you pre gaming? <laughs> no. Did you get there early? No. Mm-mm. Just while you were there. Zero pre gaming. Got there right. I don't know. I got there at probably seven fifteen ish. Right. Went right down to the green room. Yep. Had, had a couple cocktails down there, and then we were on stage. Yeah, I think a couple people were worried about you driving home, and you said that you're going to go home with Jonathan Allen on stage. <laughs> <laughs> I said Jonathan Allen was going to call. Was going to drive me home. Right. No, I was fine. I had a big bottle of water. I was good. <laughs> what um, hydrated properly? It's good. You, you made it home safely. You it out. Mm-hmm. Uh, thank you to everybody who came out to 106.7 The Fan versus Team 980. It was sold out Packed at the Bethesda house. Theater. Seemed like so. it was a great turnout. Everybody was happy. What was the – What was the? I was out of town, obviously. What was the 980 versus 106.7 element? That was just there how really it was. There really wasn't. Was. That was just, just how it was built. It's called branding. They're just yeah. branding the yeah. event. Okay. That's what that was. Okay. I mean, there, was no, there was no contest or anything. Plus, yeah. what side are we on? We're on both. I don't know. Um, did, so did you guys just do like sort of as before you guys are just all on stage and then yep. did they throw some questions out at you at prepared shtick or what did one guy host it? No, it was loose. It was a loose outline. We just kind of, and you, you guys know, were winging it a lot of that. I yeah. think there was a decent amount of that. There was a lot. There were a lot of people on stage. Yeah. I think the last time we did it pre COVID, we broke it into smaller groups. Right. 
This time it was just a free bunch of donks. Yeah, was, like Doc was there. Doc and, was yeah. there. Everybody from 980. And I'll be honest, if Cakes and Sheen. Jason were on the other side, when they were talking, I couldn't understand what you guys were saying. Like, the audio for us on stage wasn't as good as for the people sitting in the yeah, stands. Yeah, I couldn't hear anybody on stage. It was kind of tough. You couldn't? Not really. I mean, I could it, to an extent. Unless it was it, Brian Mitchell sitting next to me, I could hear uh-huh. him. But if JP was talking, I couldn't really hear him. Right. So that was kind of a snafu. Yeah, it was. but the audience—they seem to appreciate the content, they even did. though it, it was, seemed a little garbled in these uh, hearing damage ears. How did uh, Danny? Was, how did Danny stand up go? I think it went pretty it. well. Took a shot at everybody, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. Did I get a shot while I was? I'm gone? sure that you, you did. took I, a lot of yeah. shrapnel. <laughs> oh, I did for not being there. I think maybe I don't know. Not not about you not being there. No, I'm just saying the fact that I wasn't there it didn't hold anybody back. Oh no, 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 no. no. nobody was spared. Yeah. And that's uh, it was basically just a mini roast yeah. of, of all the personalities at Travis. What stations. was the, what was the, I listened to Danny as I was driving up. He said he had one one sort of roast for every guy. Yeah, he went down the list. Yeah. So there was nothing special about you not being there that you got extra roasting. Yeah. He just didn't he just He probably didn't even know you weren't gonna be there. <laughs> I bet CK told him, but maybe not. So what was what was my uh roast, you remember? Uh, uh, not paying attention yeah. in politics. Politics. Oh. Being stuck on <laughs> wacky websites and things like that. <laughs> Probably say once Danny's on, but that's all good. <laughs> it's all good. I, just... I was, I was uh, at a swim meet yesterday, um, and then as my daughter finished up, they go into the you know women's locker room to change. She went with her mom, and I put on the car, and Doc Walker was on, and they were playing some clips from from – 1067 the fan versus team 989. So I'm wondering if we have any clips for the roast. We could always play it. Don't know. If yeah, you we, could find we, them later. We got them. Here, here's what we'll I do now. Up here. I know that it seemed like at least half of the people on stage, if not more, uh-huh. all were doing zins during the show. Like JP Finley, Mike Barr, or, uh, Ryan Clary. I mean, every, I, and of course, everybody's offering me zins. I was yeah. like, no, you just get. <laughs> you know what, my buddy? Are you kidding me? My buddy. People told in the me, crowd were offering the zins. <laughs> yeah. That's well, the man, first time I've seen Clary in person yeah. since the weight loss. I yeah. mean, he's, he's skinny. Yeah. It's a totally a, different person. Quite a glow up for him. So my buddy was telling me he he listened to your bit, and yeah. he's one of these guys that you know the two upper deckers, you know, right. at night. Yeah, and he says the difference is, and, and Mars probably different. Probably most yeah. regular people are different, but. He says he doesn't, even though you're allowed to, he doesn't swallow the spit. Oh, He okay. still spits it out like regular dip. Okay. And he thinks that's what put you over the I'm edge. I'm sure that was probably led to it. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure that was the case. And then Mike Barr had the audacity as we're walking out to ask me if I wanted to go out and hang out with him and Clary at the rooftop bar at the Marriott across the street. <laughs> and I basically gave him the Heisman and said, right. "There's, no, I, I like you, but I'm not going out and staying out later than I'm already out. I <laughs> almost went out. So when I was walking out, I did not almost go out. I was talking to a couple <laughs> listeners and then Ben Standig was there yeah, and Kevin Sheehan. Mm-hmm. So I'm walking out with them and as we're walking out, they're like, do you want to go to Caddy's? And oh. in that moment, I was you like, for it? yeah, because it's right across the street. Yeah. Okay. So I would have hung out for 15 minutes, but then 15, it was sure. so cold outside. Minutes, I'm so sure. <laughs> it was so cold outside. <laughs> Sheen went in to get his coat and I'm waiting outside for and like two duck, minutes with the other guys ben, talking to Ben standing for a couple minutes, you know, thanks for coming out and that sort of thing. And then it was like three minutes past, four minutes past. I said, <laughs> Ben, sorry, I think I'm going to dip out. (laughs) (laughs) So if she had come back quicker with his coat, I might have hung out. Good decision. Sheehan was definitely the biggest star of the night. I I didn't didn't have that 
thought going in necessarily yeah. or anybody he, was post show post he was show. holding court like yeah. there were like 20 people gathered around it looked like a super bowl media day <laughs> really did. with like patrick Mahomes. it was pretty wild <laughs> yeah. that's awesome well yeah. i mean i think kevin is pretty i mean he's got a low he's got a loyal group got a loyal of guys bunch of commanders yeah. nerds he's just very locked in on uh, all things mm-hmm. commanders yeah yeah I Makes do sense. think, though, the biggest round of applause, like, they introduced us one right. at a time. I don't know who went first. It was the Junkies first. It was, like, Cakes, the JP, first, yeah. the Jason, whatever. The biggest round of applause. Now, he was late. He was missing action. was Doc Walker. Mm. Like, when Doc Walker got on sure. stage, People the place love exploded. They love Doc. And, of course, yeah. B. Mitch. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's where you, you realize the pecking order in right. life. Right. Yeah. We're, what does Cakes always say? We're right there with, like, carnival barkers. Yeah, carny barkers are at the very bottom. <laughs> yeah. And then we're, like, a half rung up above them right. as, ra- as radio lifers. It's kind of our lot in life. That's good. I looked at the pictures, too. It looked like some guys did drag their wives. Some did. Yeah, there were actually some women in the maybe, audience. I was kind of shocked by it. 20, Probably maybe. 5%. Yeah, I mean, it wasn't a huge, yeah. Not a huge amount. Yeah. But I, I saw some in some of the pictures. It looked good. And then were they served dinner there? Because they were at tables. Uh, yes. They, they could order food. I, I mean, I didn't see, food. like, dinners, but I saw a lot of chicken wings of and that sort of thing. I did right. like J- Jason just flamethrowing the, <laughs> the price of the drinks. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Making me slap my knee. <laughs> it wasn't the cheapest bar in, in Bethesda. Hey, they got to make their nuts. You had to buy your yeah. own drinks? You didn't get hooked? No, no. Here, no I mean, here, the, here's the to peel back the curtain. All right, Jason yeah. arrives, and he's like, where's the liquor at? Downstairs. Yeah. <laughs> right. I wanted, and, a, I wanted a pregame, and there was, no, there was Guinness. Right. There was That's Guinness all there was. and Heineken Guinness, yeah. in, a, in a fridge, and then eventually somebody that worked for the theater came down and took drink orders and then brought said drinks to people right. you know, to hang out. Well, before that... <laughs> What's the guy's name that got the drink? Heavy Metal Probably. Chris. Heavy Metal Chris <laughs> went to the bar and ordered a drink for me. Yeah. And it's he came funny. back. He, he said, he goes, they charged me $45 for the drink. <laughs> You're kidding. I said, what? I think it was for two drinks, actually. I think it was oh, two no, no. drinks. This is what still, happened. It was a lot. He, he actually ordered me a vodka and Coke. All right. <laughs> what? I've actually had that before. Yeah. It's not horrific. And I said. I've had that before. I, I'm not drinking vodka and Coke. <laughs> So he took I a big drink. I'm not even a big drinker, but that sounds like a nasty combo. He goes, I'm sorry. He tried to play it off. He tried to play it off, but you could tell the, the look of extreme disappointment on Jason Bishop's said, I'm face. Not, I'm not a vodka coke. <laughs> you didn't coke try guy. it? No. No, he, he passed it off He brought Coke goes No, no, he brought it back liquor. to the bar, and he said, oh, sorry, it was a mistake. It meant right. vodka soda. <laughs> so he brought a vodka soda, and I, he showed me the bill. He goes, he tipped him ten bucks. So why did you tip him ten bucks? <laughs> well, anyway, so it was a tough poor. It was forty four dollars <laughs> right. for the two drinks. And, and and Valdez felt so bad for him. Valdez actually, I didn't have any cash on me. Valdez said, "Here, here's forty bucks." Yeah. So he <laughs> gave Heavy Metal Chris the forty. <laughs> Still back. down four. Yeah. And then um, so yeah, it was forty five bucks. <laughs> I, I I know you guys mentioned. But who's Heavy Metal Chris? He's the guy with long He's hair. The tall comes guy. in here. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Looks okay. like he goes to a lot of heavy metal shows, which but he does. He, he, he basically he board op stuff, or does yes. he also produce? Yeah. Board op is a really deep voice. Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. Very nice guy. Uh-huh. Yeah. Is, he in, is he in like six bands or something? Too, I don't or? know. Yeah. I don't know how many bands he's is he in. He's a bass player. I'm Seems not to do sure. a lot of shows with Doc Walker. Every time I yeah. listen, it's Doc Walker with <laughs> Heavy Metal Chris. I got you. Thought make, make sure you expense that. My first thing on my list today. Okay, good. <laughs> I, CK said I could, so I'm sorry. 45 yeah. bucks for a drink. I said, yeah, what? Yeah, yeah. But yeah, I, I mean, a lot of... On stage, uh, I said, are we in Bethesda or Paris? <laughs> a lot of uh, listeners that we've met over the years, but a lot that we haven't. Um, 
I think Team 980 had a big turnout. I know Drab said that he was stunned at how many people were like 980 people. Like I don't, you know, a lot a lot of the the 980 regular callers were there. Mm-hmm. Um, big Tony is that what he goes by? I'm not sure. Yeah, Doc Walker and Sheen and all those people seem to know Tony. Yeah, he got on Mike. He's a big Steelers fan. Yeah, yeah. he got, got on booed Mike. by some people. When I heard him on Mike, here's what I heard. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I don't. Somebody else can have to answer. <laughs> hey, why am I seeing uh, Cody is tweeting that Lisa Ann was arrested at Radio City? What happened? Uh, we're going to get into that later it's in the on program. The line? Yeah. yeah. The hell happened? Mm-hmm. Hilarious. Big AD grab. Is that what it was? <laughs> I, I think that's what Drab may have been theorizing. So, yeah, it was a good time. Um, I got yelled at at the beginning because I got there, and then I just was in the crowd just trying to, to, to glad hand. And... I guess people didn't think that I was there. And all of a sudden, I saw like Angry Grant Paulson come out and go, JP! <laughs> I'm just like talking to tables. Uh-huh. I was trying to make the rounds. I mean, there's like 500 people there. I thought more people would be outside, but everybody was backstage. Mm, yeah. Yeah, we're pregame. Right? Well, we're it, before. It, it was an 8 o'clock start, and 8.03, JP walks backstage, and then mm. can't believe everyone's like, where are you? Where were you? Uh-huh, uh-huh. But sometimes you know, they like for those kind of things, that could be a big reveal. Right? Like, you all of a sudden come out on stage. Yeah, but then you're we not going to really talk to the listeners, so I don't know. Do I, I talked about... had no idea he was there. Right. You just do it after. for him. Well, That's I what... walked in with... I mean, I don't know. I saw I saw a bunch of people when I walked in. Right. Whatever. That's how you do but That's how it. But it was good. He was schmoozing. Right. So I did some schmoozing. Because was... after the show, you know, people roll, and right. you don't really get a chance. And then they were... I mean, the Bethesda Theater cleaned those tables. Like, once... They we wrapped up the on-stage uh-huh. portion. They, well, they were cleaning those they tables, like, yeah. trying to get everybody out They're of there. They're trying to linger there. <laughs> but Jonathan Allen came, which was great. Yeah. People loved him. Yeah, um, He's always been great on this show. was cool. Right. Well, awesome. It was a good time. How was your trip? My my trip was awesome. It was really special. Uh, pain in the ass to drive. I'm only two weeks into the spring season, and I'm already wiped out from the driving. Mm-hmm. Um, you got another one this weekend? Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. No, every weekend. Back to where? Back to Poughkeepsie. Poughkeepsie. So yesterday, we were, or Sunday or Saturday, whatever the hell day it was, we were in Ithaca because it was a rare deal where uh, Maris actually scrimmaged Cornell. Um, last scrimmage for the regular seasons. A lot of teams had their regular season start this weekend. We start next weekend. Um, it was just really, really cool. My daughter was there with a bunch of her teammates and friends. And they were kind of like traders because they were sitting. They were wearing all their Maris or their their Cornell gear, but they were sitting in the Maris section. <laughs> um, and uh, Stevie scored a great goal. Uh, we competed oh, cool. really well with Cornell. It was like number seven, number six, whatever it is in the preseason <laughs> rankings. Um, competed really well with them for a half. Then, but the second half they kind of pulled away. I mean, they're just, they're just a really really good team. Um, but it, it was really special, really cool. Um, I had a great time. I don't know what to say. And then you got back uh, I got back, yesterday? I, I got up at 4.30 to leave. I, that's kind of my bit. On Sunday, I get up at like 4.35, mm-hmm. and I just leave. Right. Um, but I'm telling you, I don't know if it's my old age or just the lack of sleep during the week. It's getting harder and harder to to do this thing without like a don't sleep and, <laughs> and you know, yeah, you need, mounds of coffee. Yeah, you need help. You need and that I'm boost. Like, like when I was coming back on Sunday morning, I was like rolling the windows down. Uh, you know, it's cranking the music. I was actually smacking in later in the my day. face. Mm. You know what I mean? 
No, it's weird because once you hit about 10 o'clock or 9 o'clock or whatever, it kind of gets behind you. You kind of, I don't know. Maybe it's just all the caffeine I had. Maybe you just didn't have an opportunity. No, once I got home, I chilled. I took I mean, a nap on Saturday. Saturday I had swimming, wrestling, and I coached basketball. And when I got home, and there was a lot of back and forth in there. When I got home, took a nice little nap. Crash. Yeah. Well, I'm sure. Um, and then yesterday, swim meet, and I played some golf. Oh, you so did? No nap. Was that how, what? I stayed in most it of the day. It was cold when we played. It was warm. But then when the sun started coming down, because we, we got out there at one thirty, uh-huh. and by the time it hit like 5, it started getting cold. <laughs> the sun started going down, and, and by the last hold, my hands Did were Did it even hit 50 like yesterday? Frozen. Uh, I think it was right around yeah, 50. I think it's I think supposed it to be right around high 40s, low 50. Yeah, right? maybe 50 today, but this it's going to get warmer Thursday and Friday. Is it? 60, 62, I think, on Thursday. You're kidding. Well, my buddy Thursday. said he wanted to play on Thursday, and I was like... Chances some showers, but I think it's not going to be an all-day rain, so that'll be a really good day. Oh, wow. All right. Get got, after it. I, I've been swinging so much. My I got, <clears throat> you know, my forearms are killing me, so I'm trying to do all these exercises. I did see, oh, you, from like, swinging. I did, I did see you, like, uh, doing this with your flexing your left wrist when you walked in. Yeah, it's just like, I, you know, they say it's it's tennis slash golfer's elbow or whatever, yeah. and, mm-hmm. it's, and it's extending into my forearms. And I don't know. I think I'm just going to be saddled with this pain for the rest of my life. I, it's never going to go away, I guess. I iced my... Golf is taking you just out. Just beat it down with Advil, brother. I guess I could. I iced my arms yesterday and this morning with endamami. I'd frozen endamami packs <laughs> on each uh, forearm. It's wow. kind of weird. Yeah. But, hey, if it works... Well, because you get, you know when you put ice in a in like a glad bag or whatever, or whatever, huggy, whatever the bags are called. Ziploc zip bag. Ziploc, and you zip it. You know, five minutes later, it's leaking all over you. Mm-hmm. It just doesn't work well with me. <laughs> it's almost easier to do it with, like, peas or... You need to buy some shrimp. nice packs. Yeah, I don't have any nice packs. That's for sure. I got a couple of nice well, ones. Well, Saturday, Saturday sucked because I had to have an MRI. I yeah. can't believe what that did they with... Say? Do you got results yet? Not yet. I, have, I can't believe with technology that they can't make an MRI machine that's... Did you get it's claustrophobic? Silent. They had to stuff your whole big body in that tube. I mean, they are so effing loud. Did you, did you take a Zanny before? No, I didn't. Did I you just... get super anxious while you were in there? No, I just, I mean, did I you open your eyes? eyes? No, I closed my eyes the whole because time. Because that thing right there it I, is so... I kept my eyes still closed never the entire Murray. time. It's so claustrophobic. You would hate it. You would hate it. It's very yeah. claustrophobic. But I can't believe that there aren't MRI machines that are just quieter. Right. Yeah. And I asked the guy. He goes, "Yeah, he goes. They're they're working on it, but it's going to take longer. They're, longer. There are what? some that are quieter, but yeah. you got to be in there longer. Nobody oh. wants that. You got to be in there 30, 35, 40 minutes. Did you have of headphones on and listen to music? Nah, I just put. I don't not sure you're in. allowed to. Are you allowed to? Listen yeah, to they give you music at least at some of the places. He just gave me earplugs. Uh-huh. But did, I agree. I had the shoulder. Yeah. MRI before, it and sucks. I got claustrophobic, and I'm no, not no. usually claustrophobic. Well, that claustrophobic one truly there. feels like you're in your coffin. Yeah, you no, feel, no, I'm it's... sure you feel entombed. Those machines are two million. People literally scream. Two million dollars. Two milli per? Yes. Yeah. People scream, Ooh. get me out of I here. I can't imagine yeah. the copay for that blicky. I don't know. <laughs> in fact, I would never it's do it. The gross. open MRIs are kind of a scam, too, because they're just open a little bit on the sides. Yeah, they're not so, really that no. open. No, this one's completely closed. It's a tube. It it's, sucks. It's terrible. Yeah. I just want to get the F out of there. Yeah. Don't you usually, though, get, I know you're saying you didn't get your results, but usually you can get initial results. It's mm-hmm. not like the official. Well, probably usually the that. radiologist will tell you something like, hey, 
No. You got a torn ACL. No, they're not supposed to, but your doc I know, can but call. You usually can get it. Yeah. Your doc can call. If, 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 you, if, you, if, you, if you're diplomatic enough, you usually can get a, hey, what's up? Yeah. And they'll mm. say, hey, this isn't official. You need to hear from your doctor, but I've seen a million uh-huh. of these. Yeah. Well, yeah, if you, you get got a nice torn. guy. They never told me, but you get your doctor call, you get the result. Yeah, but those, man, those machines, they are awful. Yeah. All right, got a lot <laughs> to get into on the show today. Dan Quinn is putting together his staff. Uh, Chris Russell is going to join us coming up at 829.20. Sam Fortier from the Washington Post is going to join us. He spent some time in Lubbock in 2017 learning all about Cliff Kingsbury. We'll tackle that next. The Commanders have a new OC and a DC. What do you think? You can call us at 800-636-1067 on the MGM National Harbor listener lines. We're the Junkies. Be right back. So over the weekend, Dan Quinn hired himself some coordinators. Yeah. Haven't heard from Dan Quinn. They haven't done a presser. I don't know that they've today. announced. Oh, it is. It is announced today. Yeah. This today. afternoon. So we'll have the official presser today. But Dan Quinn first hired the defensive coordinator, Joe Witt Jr., who was with him in Dallas most recently. Interestingly about Joe Witt Jr., he wasn't just a defensive coach. He was the passing game coordinator. No, for the secondary. And it's for defense from like oh, a was? defensive perspective. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. I didn't interpret it that way. You got thrown. Yeah. You got yeah. thrown. Yeah, by he's that. a defensive guy. Yeah, I've never heard that term that way. There have been. I've seen some other guys that have had that label too. I think it's a relatively recent one. I but was I think hoping he had been, some offensive experience. No, I think he's been working with Dan since 2020 in yeah. Atlanta. Yep. Um, I like it just on this side of the ball, just because there's two guys there. Obviously, Dan Quinn's got his own chops. Uh, he <laughs> loves this guy Wit because he's worked with him. And if you take two. You know, key defensive coaches from Dallas. Mm-hmm. You got to like definitely that. Definitely helps. Just from that perspective alone. You love poaching from and your in-division opponents. You you could quibble and say he's another Ron Rivera and he hasn't distinguished himself as a head coach. Okay. That's your opinion. That's fair. Um, but you can't really quibble with, I don't think, with his defensive chops. And I'm glad he's got wit to be sort of the D coordinator so he doesn't have to get caught up in the weeds and all that. Um, but they're clearly on the same page. Uh, having worked together for several years. So from a defensive perspective, yeah, I don't it know. It makes sense. It, it makes sense, and, and, and there I was like some it. thought that Witt was going to be the defensive coordinator replacement for Quinn uh-huh, in right. Dallas. So Dallas is frustrated yep. so because that was, they're like the Ravens. They, 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 their staff is getting picked apart. But Witt was the uh, passing game coordinator for Green Bay, passing game coordinator for Cleveland, and then he went to Atlanta, like which you we said. clearly need help. And then with. Dallas, so he he was he's got some you know experience at that particular. Considering position. all of our, our our secondary issues, he can come in and help coach up Forbes, who clearly struggled as a rookie. Quan Martin showed some flashes toward the end of the season, but I th- he's got I some thought, young pieces there to work with. I thought, in fairness, I thought that that Forbes had moments too. I mean, he got torched early uh, by AJ Brown, and that kind of like set the tone for this kind of negative look. But I thought at times Forbes played okay. The weird part is he wasn't playing that much. Right. He was getting benched for a while. Like right. That. But then when he came back, I thought there were some days where he played okay. So Joe Witt Jr. follows Dan Quinn. He'll be the defensive coordinator for the Commanders. And then they get a big name on the offensive side. We put it up as the junkies poll today. Most people seem to like it. Mm-hmm. Cliff Kingsbury is your offensive yeah, coordinator that was a shock here to me. for the Washington I mean, Commanders. He, was, he looked like he was headed to the Raiders. Vegas Raiders. And the negotiations then, fell apart. And yeah, slammed on the brakes. Was, was it over money? I don't know. Must be. I'm, I'm, assuming, assuming, out of negotiations. I'm just going to assume that Washington came in with a better <clears throat> offer. 
Well, they Washington did say that was, talks they, broke down. They said yeah. talks broke down. Well, so maybe he'd rather means. work with the number two pick than with Aiden O'Connell or whatever the Raiders are going to do. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, there's some rumors the Raiders might end up with, like, Russell Wilson. Um, but Cliff Kingsbury, you can vote. At Junks Radio, it's brought to you by Van Meter so, Homes. Eighty-six percent like it. He's so a far. big name because when he, you know, he's in college. He's worked with a bunch of different quarterbacks. He was at Texas Tech, and he worked with Mahomes, Mahomes, and he Baker Mayfield, yeah. and he also worked obviously with Kyler Murray mm-hmm. since his rookie year. And the numbers got better with Kyler Murray until he got hurt. So yeah, they I mean, were in the middle were, of his tenure there. They were top ten. They were like yeah. seventh and eighth in offense. So he's a big name and. Um, I think he'll be good with whatever quarterback they draft. I think it's a nice combo. So for everyone that was kind of upset about bringing in like a mid-50s guy or whatever Quinn is, Mm -hmm. um, to bring him in, bring this old guy in there, and then not have like this young, innovative mind, well, you can say what you want about Kingsbury's success as a head coach, but... He knows how to dial. He's up kind of offense. like that guy. I mean, he's he's older than the guys who are in their mid thirties, mm-hmm. but he's that yeah. sexy offensive mind. Yeah. You know, the good looking dude that everyone wanted for a, the head coach. Yeah. So how they, much influence got, will he have on the number two pick? I don't sure know. People immediately were like, "Coach Caleb, are we going to trade up for Caleb?" Well, they, they are stockpiling Caleb fanboys in that front office because yeah. Spielman loves him, mm-hmm. raves about him. Yeah. But Spielman's and, job should be done now with the Commanders. Possibly. His I mean, job was maybe. to hire, Possibly. and this is what he said on his podcast. Mm-hmm. I heard him say it on his podcast. Maybe it changed, but him and Myers are brought in to bring in the coach and yeah. the GM. They got him. Well, Job's that, done. But I'm going to guess Harris is probably going to still listen to him if he gives him advice I think Myers is going to be longer term. I don't know about Spielman. Maybe. I think he alluded to it. I saw Myers on TV this weekend. No, he's still going to do that, yeah. but he's still going to be a reference, I think, for them. Yeah. Um, well, the interesting thing is. I'd be fine with that. The interesting thing is I was listening to Comes Podcast as I was driving in again. It's kind of like my routine in the morning. And um, John pointed out, and I wasn't aware, that they ran the same system at Carolina with Sam and with Drake May. And he was going back and forth with one of the coaches over there. And they were like, yeah, the system's basically identical. Like the air raid system kind of stems from Mike Leach that Kingsbury learned from. This guy would... Would, would also learn from Kingsbury. They would sit in on meetings together and everything. He's like, the system's very similar. You so see you've the, got the Caleb Williams connection, obviously, yeah. and you've got the Drake May connection. Do you see the pictures of Drake May and Sam Howell? Yes, at the Carolina Such game. a stark difference in size. Yeah. And yeah. you see Sam all in his phone. He's always all in his phone. <laughs> um, yeah, no, for sure. Uh, it was very cool. I, I think the biggest... You know, question a lot of times with guys like Kingsbury is, does it fit with a defensive coach, right? Because the entire premise of the Mike Leach offense is tempo, tempo, tempo. Mm-hmm. There's no, there's very little pre-snap motion. It's get the guy, the four wide receivers on the line with one running back, get them out there, and as soon as they're ready to snap, snap the ball. And well, you would think Quinn would know what he's getting into. Absolutely, and yeah. Kingsbury has had success. But one of the knocks against him is that teams always, once they kind of see it and get used to it, they kind of figure it out a little bit because there's not a lot of changes. It's, it's the same thing. They're just doing the same route trio over mm-hmm. and over again. They're not trying to confuse anybody. You're just doing your thing and having the defense mm-hmm. try to beat you. Yeah, I think he. It'll be an improvement over Bianami's offense. Yeah. It has to be. Well, yeah, probably it has to be. See what kind of talent they bring in. But with yeah. Kingsbury, um, you know, he's... And I don't think anybody's going to race one, out there to hire him as a head coach. Like, he could even who? be Kingsbury. So, if even oh, well, if Kingsbury he, has success, 
people still have questions maybe about him as a head coach. Based on what happened, yeah. Yeah, and so I think he could be here for a well, couple years. I will say I will say this. Kyler Murray's tough to deal with. For sure. He's oh, very he's, he's very yeah. difficult to deal with. <laughs> for sure. Seems like a bit of a head But case. people were actually criticizing <laughs> USC's offense too, though. This year it I mean, wasn't yeah. as good as the year before. Yeah, yeah. yeah but they, they still scored a ton of points. Mm-hmm. But who knows? I always we'll, feel we'll like see. that's Lincoln Riley's offense, though. Well, I mean, Kingsbury was just kind of working with the quarterback. So, yeah. you know, I don't think he was – he wasn't the offensive coordinator. He was kind of working with mm-hmm. the quarterback. So who, who knows how much input he had week to week on the, on the uh, offensive game plan. But he's, he's got a pretty good reputation as an offensive guy. And now it's just about bringing in, you know, whatever quarterback at two and then how are you going to surround him with another, more weapons. I would assume they're going to put more but weapons I, out there. I wonder <clears> if this <throat> colors – how people feel about the Quinn hire now. Now that you see the big three, this is their big three, right? Your OC, your DC, and your head coach. Sure. Do you like it a little more now? I, I would think you have to. I, I saw the results of your early poll, and it was like overwhelming. People really like yeah. Kingsbury. That's and like I, 85%. I, I put a poll up yesterday before Kingsbury was hired. When you just heard the names Kingsbury and Chip Kelly, mm-hmm. and it was overwhelming in Kingsbury's column. Mm-hmm. Chip, I mean, Chip Kelly, man, that's like poison here, apparently. Nobody wants Chip yeah, Kelly. Funny, coaches, are, uh, coaches are very high on him. They think he's like a genius. Um, but I, I think that Kingsbury High is probably about as good as you could do. Yeah. It's pretty good. Kingsbury's offense in Arizona for four years averaged about 25 a game. Right. What, and is, was what, slowly, is, what is, what is slowly the Turner Biennemi offense average? 18-19 in that range? Yeah, but yeah, around mean, there. We'd win markedly more now, games. Now, Kingsbury had a quarterback that could you know, certainly run. They could move the ball that way. They had Hopkins. No but, doubt. That's what you wonder. Like but he, Kingsbury, at least he had recently, something to do with that. He worked with a dual-threat quarterback. Yes. Mm-hmm. Let's say Caleb goes number one mm-hmm. to Chicago, and there's no trade. Mm-hmm. Is Kingsbury going to prefer a Jaden Daniels type? Who's a dual threat, or Drake May, who is less of a dual threat? What's going to have to be in tandem with Peters? It can't just be what the OC wants. Like, it's going to be a group collective decision. Yeah, I don't know. I I think it's interesting that he runs the exact same offense that Drake May ran in college. So did Sam, but I think everyone assumes that they're going to try to upgrade that with a little more talent. I feel like the tempo thing, though, Drab, correct me if I'm wrong. Like when Chip Kelly first came to the NFL, that was his thing. His first year was like crazy tempo, mm-hmm. and then they, like they the NFL back. kind of the NFL slowed everybody <laughs> down by like making the referee go to the the center and they they like make sure everything's set. And you just don't see that tempo, that crazy tempo, like you see in well, you college can. football. You, can, you can't do it at the same speed as college football. Correct. It's still about getting your receiver. I mean, DeAndre Hopkins lined up in the same spot under Kingsbury 88% of the time. Okay. Mm-hmm. They're just getting to the line and, and snapping the ball a lot. Of, I mean, not that he can't make adjust, adjustments. He just mm-hmm. They run a lot of that 10 personnel for wide receiver sets. And What I saw for the resume, you could look up the exact numbers, but that overall his three years in – Arizona, the offenses did get better, but they were kind of middle of the pack. Well, it's, the first and last season they were they were like in the twenties, yeah. but in the se- in the second and third they were like seventh and eighth. Yeah, so you take it for what it's worth. Yeah, uh, they were getting better, no doubt. I mean, and then the and last then, season is when Kyler got hurt, he got right? hurt. Right. So right. He kind of, it was kind of over. Um, <clears throat> I don't know. I, I I was excited to hear it. it was a name that frankly wasn't on my radar. I don't know that I had an OC. 
on my radar, but when I saw that that deal fell through with the Raiders, mm. and one of our guys that's a, a really a loyal listener, he is a huge Raiders fan. He said that uh, it really wasn't about money. Kingsbury wanted to work with a young quarterback, and that's what was attractive. And about Kingsbury also here. seems like a guy who's like he's like perfect as an OC, probably not as a head coach, right? right. Like I think OC is a perfect just spot like for They him. max out it coordinator and they're not very good at head coach right and that's Maybe great that's for us. What he is so there's this whole narrative that if your offensive coordinator does well he's just going to bolt right there may not be a huge claim i i do think at some point they'll probably give him another shot if he's uber successful mm-hmm. but it probably won't be right away and he got a three-year deal three-year yeah. deal here so, in see and all the enemy backers i can like find it. a job elsewhere sure a lot of people were still saying well why is it the enemy being considered for offense coordinator they wanted to move on. Yeah. No, because he sucked. They didn't want him. And I it's clear. with you. No, he sucked. But there's people a lot of people who get upset. Time, they have a hard time accepting that. Yeah. Our guys over in Ref the District, I don't know if he sent you the same info. He sent me some info. Because you know how I've said I think he should just go back to Colorado. Well, apparently he's had two coaching stints in Colorado. Okay. Once as the running backs coach. And then later he was the, actually the OC in the early like 2010s or whatever it was. And his offense, just I don't have it right in front of me. It was something like. 112 out of 120, and like 114 out of 120. Okay, before he, then Andy Reid saved him. Um, he just is not that great. I think there are just uh, there's, just there's a section listers, and there were people there at the 1067 The Fan versus Team 980 Live event that were bringing up the enemy. Yeah, and you know, I, I brought up the numbers all season long more than anyone. I was not uh, impressed by Eric the enemy, but. I think they were just drawn by the story and the persona that he's been passed over so many times, and they just want to give him excuses. Like, well, look what he had to work with. And that's somewhat fair. Or they gave you the Jacoby Brissett argument. Look what happened when Jacoby mm. Brissett was under center. There's a million it's, ways to look. You just have to get over it. He's, all, he's gone correct. somewhere he's gone. else. He's gone. I personally don't think he's that <laughs> good. It didn't work out one for year one year. And it didn't sometimes, work out. Sometimes experiments fail. And he wasn't the only reason it didn't work out. No, no. He was just, he was just part of it. Right, but it's got to move on. Yes, and I get my 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 my. Went in a different I'm direction. I own this town. Case. See, most importantly, there is your back. <laughs> Cannot be sharing my initials <laughs> with anybody anymore. There are also some people that are upset that the Commanders didn't land Ben Johnson. We'll give you a little insight as to why Ben Johnson maybe didn't want to come to DC. Welcome back, Junks. Come to you live on 106.7 The Fan and the Team 980 in the DMV where Dan Quinn will have a press conference later today as the Washington Commander's new head coach, first head coach of the new ownership era. The bell of the ball, though, a week ago or two weeks ago was Ben Johnson. Everybody wanted Ben Johnson. Hmm. Ben Johnson ultimately decided to stay in Detroit as the offensive coordinator. And there are some... Kind of behind-the-scenes report as to why Ben Johnson may have decided to pull out. Whether you believe him or not, there's conflicting reports. But according to kind of Ben Johnson's side, Mm -hmm. he may have been turned off by the people that were interviewing him saying that they were basketball guys and he felt like they thought they were kind of know-it-alls. And he was somewhat turned off by that. It's your classic he said, he said. You know, Bob Myers and Magic yeah. and, I mean, Josh Harris owns the Sixers. They don't really get into why he felt that way, but. 
I don't know. They're just slinging mud from both sides. They really are. Right, like, so I don't know what to make of it. Yeah, it's hard. It's hard to like. I literally don't know what to make. I saw of it. Jason Reed. I think it was Jason <laughs> Reed. Uh-huh. Um, he was blaming the skins he, he had, for leaking. He stuff. had a tweet, and and I thought it did make logical sense. Like it doesn't make logical sense for the commanders to be all about interviewing him a second time if they say he bombed the interview. Right. Well, it was the second because interview- that's the commander side is. Well, we didn't want Ben Johnson. He bombed the interview. Yeah. Well, well hold on. Can, didn't they say they wanted to meet him in person? The first interview was over Zoom, Zoom right? So I don't think it's crazy to think, hey, we really like this guy. Yeah. Let's just give him the benefit. Give me the benefit of the doubt for a second. Yeah. We really like this guy. We don't really hit it off over Zoom. It was a little weird. Yeah. But we still want to meet him in person because he really is our top choice. All right, maybe he's more dynamic in person than Yeah, on I mean, it's Zoom. not really it's, fair. It's possible. And that makes all the sense in the world. I but they, they've painted him in a light that they didn't like him. I would tend to side probably with Ben Johnson's side. I don't know <laughs> because he did this last year. He pulled out. Mm-hmm. So he pulled out again. Mm-hmm. Um, he he just might be one of these guys that he, he, he needs all the stars to align, and for whatever reason, they didn't align for him. And remember the the reports right. that he really wanted just the Charger job, and they decided to go with Harbaugh. So maybe he right. just wasn't interested in any of those other positions. Man, I was desperate for the Commanders to have the Lions on their sched next season because that would that would have been good drama in theater. Oh, but yeah. they're not, mm-hmm. they're not they're on not the playing. schedule. Yeah. No, not in twenty twenty four at least. But for whatever reason, just you know what, just wasn't meant to be. Yep. I don't know what to make of it, yep. JP. It wasn't meant to be because both sides are slamming each other. I know everyone just assumes that Washington whiffed. I'm, I'm guessing, I'm guessing that there was probably some some mutual discomfort on both sides. Yeah, yeah. I, I think there probably was. And let's say he didn't kill the interview. Part of that might have been it wasn't his first choice. If his first choice indeed was the Chargers, yeah, maybe he punted the interview. Now nah, he's <laughs> like half-heartedly doing the interviews, oh, and he's got a good gig. He's making good money. He doesn't mind going back to the Lions and trying to finish unfinished business. Right, and maybe next year, like we've said, you know, there'll probably be another five or six openings, and maybe one of those will attract him, and he'll be set to, to finally move on. He was in no rush to take the commander's gig. That's no. that is that's the one thing that's clear, or the Seattle gig, yeah. either one. Mm-hmm. He was fine. And you know where what? He is. You might you might have found a better guy anyway. Yep. That's Boy, I'm looking possible. at it. True. You bypass all these young offensive geeks, wizards. <laughs> And you, now, you, but you've got a true, you know, leader who's been there before and can just have those guys rally around. And maybe you have a better head coach than you would have if you had Ben Johnson. It's possible. And you still got an. I uh, like the trio. Even though, even though he's probably not your number one you have guy. a relatively young OC now in Kingsbury. So I guess they like that setup better. Yeah. Well, listen, why do we want offensive guys? We want offensive guys because, I mean, we want to have some balance, but we want to throw the football. That's what this guy does. Which I Throws love. Throws the football. I don't care threw the football, too. Huh? He threw the football, too. He did, but there was um, no balance. Yeah. Um, I think I heard the stats as I was driving in, and I read it last night, that there's this idea that, that Kingsbury doesn't run the ball either, but I think he finished like 10th, 11th, 9th, yeah, something Yeah, there is like more that. balance to his rushing. Various years yeah. in rushing. So now he doesn't that ignore is, is the run game. by having a rushing quarterback in Kyler sure. Murray. By the way, he's only is. seven years younger than Quinn. Yeah. It's not that big age gap like Quinn hired it's this young 45. offensive. Yeah, it's about 44, I think. Well, Quinn's yeah. our age. Yeah. Right. 53, born in 70. And so he's, what, 45? 44. 44, I believe. Yeah. 
Perfect. Yeah, I have no problem with it. I like. I would have loved him to hire Tom Moore. <laughs> He's still <laughs> going at it at eighty four. I am happy with the trio. I we'll see nev- who the quarterbacks coach is. That's usually. I mean, you don't end up talking about it that much, but it's supposedly be a big deal for. I think it is. The uh, quarterback room. Yeah, I think it's definitely a big deal. I don't know. I don't know if that guy Kavika was any good or not, but yeah. I I think even the most ardent skins haters have to say that even if you didn't like the Quinn hire, I think this mollifies you a little bit. This you're gonna <clears throat> like it a little bit more now that, that looking at this trio. We don't know much about Wit, but we just assume he and Quinn are I'm on the same page. I'm just gonna trust that Quinn made a good choice. There. Yeah, I mean he's yeah. worked with them four straight years. Right. He knows them as well as anybody. They must be on the same page. Mm-hmm. We saw what they did innovatively, you know, moving Micah Parsons around, et cetera. We saw what they did where they took a guy like Bland to like lead the league and pick sixes. Um, Diggs, I thought before he got hurt, had really improved as a DB. So I don't know. I think it's pretty good. You just have I to like trust it. that Dan Quinn knows what he's doing. Do you like That's what you got to do? Do you like Dan Quinn better than Jack Del Rio at this point? Yes. And do you like uh, Kingsbury better than better than Bien-Ami. Bien-Ami. Yeah, The yeah. answer is yes on both. Yes on both. And I consider Witt and, and and Quinn kind of the same guy. I mean, I'm sure a lot of people would disagree, but I like yeah, I like both of those choices better. Yeah, I do too. All right, let's let's go to the phones if you want to chime in. 800-636-1067. I got a few minutes here. Let's go to let's go to Ed Hartford. Ed, what's up, buddy? Hey, what's going on, guys? Hey, um, last night was a great night for Washington uh, fans. Cliff, better than what we had. I'm sorry. I, I supported EB when he first got here. I thought he was going to do different things. I think a lot of people did, but it just didn't work out. It's and it's work. new ownership, new coach, and they, they knew that we had to go a different route. I like Joe Witt, too, because he worked with Dallas's defense under Joe uh, under Dan Quinn. And like you guys said, I think they're just on the same page. They know they have pieces here. Maybe they can change, you know, or help Emmanuel Forbes. And I know people hate this other name, but Benjamin St. Juice, maybe they can help them become something. I like St. Juice. And, 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 and I think this is the other thing. I heard, I think Albert Breer said over the week, and I'm not sure if you guys said, said this already, the reason Cliff pulled out was because the Raiders were offering him a two-year, and he wanted three years. So he came to Washington and got his three years that he wanted, which I, you know, which I guess for him feels more secure. So that's why he pulled out of Oakland, which is what Albert Breer said. And then seconds after that, as you guys saw, he became the leading candidate to Washington, which he had already pretty much interviewed for. But, again, I'm happy with all these things. I know a lot of people don't like Dan Quinn, or some people think it's a retread. But the difference between Dan Quinn and Ron is Dan Quinn doesn't look checked out. He just has more energy on the sideline. He looks fired up. Totally. Yeah, Robert Breer was taking naps on the (laughs) sideline. I mean, Jesus Christ. So – so thanks for taking my call, but I love these moves, guys, and I think we're heading in the right direction regardless of what happens this year. Yep. All right, I if you want to weigh in, you. you can call us at 800-636-1067 on the MGM National Harbor Listener Lines. We're the junkies. Coming back with more. Welcome back. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. 
Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Junkies come to you live on 106.7 The Fan and the Team 980 in the DMV. 910 The Fan in Richmond. We're streaming live on the Odyssey app. You can take us on the go wherever you may be. You can also watch us on the Monumental Sports Network. We're presented by Crop Metcalf, the official heating and cooling company of the Junkies. Looking to be their next five-star HVAC technician or plumber. Visit CropMetcalf.com to join their team. If you're watching us on the Monumental Sports Network, Cakes and I are wearing the same Maryland pullover. <laughs> yeah, it happens. It happens from time to time. You're not, you're not actually concerned about that, are you? Not really. Yeah. Happens not all the really. time. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Um, it's all good. Jason, was, yeah, I thought you were very stylish at the uh, 106.7 The Fan event. Wait, he wasn't wearing sweats. I mean, it would definitely <laughs> I've never seen him without sweats. <laughs> I had That's jeans a and a button down. You yeah, never yeah. see that. I had a nice jacket. I don't know what kind of jacket that was. Yeah, it's just a light pullover jacket. CK told me that uh, I guess some of the guys, Danny and, and those guys, were um, were, were telling uh, Sheehan that he that you're supposed to wear a suit. And Sheehan oh, they were called trying. him. Oh, they were doing a bit? Yeah, Sheehan called him like the day before and goes, are we really supposed to wear a suit? Uh-huh. And then he started laughing. Because <laughs> that would have been amazing. That would have been funny. If you I wore suit. a jacket. Yeah. yeah. Good, but. Not a suit. No. <laughs> no. I mean, it's you're not going to a funeral right, or a listen, wedding. Before we get into But, yeah, you're right. I never see Lurch. I mean, he wears the same two yeah, I mean, sweatpants I do, I do every same day. No, three. I you ro- three. Oh, now rotates. there's three? I, I rotate three. <laughs> you yeah. got one that's like, is it navy? I got navy. So Pete Metters gave that to you like a black, decade ago. Black and gray under armor. And I got, well, I've got four, actually. I got these, and then I've got another gray pair. Uh-huh. Because uh, I don't care what I look like when I come in here. <laughs> right. I don't a, either. It's the last thing I care about. All right, let's go. Bang on I just want to be warm. <laughs> That's what I want to be. Let's... Well, you look warm today. You I'm got warm. a lot of layers over there. I was cold this, this morning. <laughs> let's go to Gene in Waldorf. Hey, Gene, what's up, buddy? What do you think? Hey, guys. Thanks for taking my call. Um, I, I'm not excited. Okay. I feel like, you know, he's another, uh, talking about our office coordinator, uh, Kingsbury, He's another EB. He comes from a pass-happy background, you know, and as much grief as we gave EB, are we going to do the same thing with him? Well, the you difference know, if his is, sucks, yes. If, if, if his offense sucks, 19, yes. 19 points per game, yes. Yeah, we'll, we'll give kill the him. same amount of grief. But I think Trust the numbers us. belie what you're saying, right? The enemy was, what was he, last in rushing attempts in the league? We were, I mean, we were number yes. one in passing I attempts, yeah. I think. I think you're going to see more balance with this. Yeah, I mean, Kingsbury. Now, we've got to wait to see who the personnel is. You know, you've got to wait and see if you have a, you know, what quarterback they're drafting. Is Sam Howell going to start the year and then just kind of groom the new new guy until week five or six? Yeah, but if no you look idea. at his history at Arizona, like we said, he was right around 10 or 11 in rushing attempts. Yeah. Uh, in his four years there in Arizona. So it's not like 
pass happy. He, ne- he completely ignores. They're not going to lead. I promise you, they won't lead the league in pass attempts this year. I promise you that. Thank you. It looks like a Caleb Wales run, definitely. Maybe, maybe we'll see. Maybe. EB's out on Caleb. Yeah, I'm out on Caleb. I think momentum is building for him for them to move up one spot and pick him number one. Like I said, well, that again, on, all, on Friday night I've at said, the event. I know, but I've said this 400 times. It depends on how bad Chicago wants him. That's if Chicago true. really wants him, they're not giving him up. That's absolutely true. But if 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 Peters crafts a deal that works for him and polls, I think. I mean, if Chicago move looks at the two, the two guys or three guys and goes, "Yeah, we'll take any of them." Right, dude. Then, yeah, I know every every Tom, Dick, and Harry has their 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 draft report, mm-hmm. and there was one from a no name guy, you know, that I don't know, but he destroyed Caleb in his in his pre draft report. He looked at every throw mm-hmm. at USC. And he is definitely not, and I don't know what his chops are. I don't know what his credentials are, but I, maybe I should link the article and say, "Hey, do you guys agree with this? What do you think?" Um, and I can't remember the exact criticisms, but a lot of it was on on uh, a time to release the ball. Uh, you know, plays. You know, where he doesn't. Obviously, we've heard the criticism that he doesn't doesn't do great in structure. That you know, he extends plays, but extending plays is a great thing, right? That's what Mahomes does. Um, but mm-hmm. I, I do think that the, the reports on Will, Williams are not all glowing. Some don't love him. That's all I'll say. Yeah. And based on history, if there are three quarterbacks drafted, one, two, three, based on history of first right. round draft picks, one, one, of, one might of, hit, one of them might hit the other two. Maybe you'll have a couple of average. Um, if you're lucky, you'll have two really good ones. And, and, and one likely could be uh. catastrophic. Correct. Yeah. Well, hopefully that's Peters how, avoids the catastrophe. That's how big fit is. Because I do think all these guys have talent. There's no question about it. But it's fit. It's coaching. It's players around you. Um, system, all of that. All right, let's go. Let's go to Paul in D.C. Paul, what's up? Well, I'm going to say to all of you guys, I'm not happy with the pick, to be honest with you. I think Cliff Kingsbury is not all that great. And I, I'm kind of wondering why you guys are so harsh on EB, but I gave Carson Wentz like all the benefit of the doubt as a quarterback. No, he didn't. didn't. There was only one guy here that kind of gave him benefit. Yeah. Now three of the guys hated him. Yeah, you're. That you're is true. Three of the guys hated him. Oh, I know. I, I, and that's who it's addressed to because that's the same individual who doesn't really like EB and Correct. trashing him like that. I yeah, mean, at sucked. the end of the day. Yeah, but that's 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 one person's opinion. Correct. I think that you guys. How did you think? No, no. Let me interject. How did you think Eric Bieniemy as offense coordinator fared during his one season as OC of the Commanders? He felt better. He he fared better than Cliff Kingsbury did as Arizona head coach. No, no. Forget about Kingsbury. How did Bieniemy? That's not. What did you think about Bieniemy? Kingsbury wasn't horrible as a head coach. What did you think about Bieniemy? Like you liked the offense. You liked the results. I I like. uh, Let me say this. He he wasn't as great as the numbers would say, but for what he was hard to do working with a young quarterback that's basically a rookie and a bad offensive line. That you don't he think he, you don't think together. he abandoned the run too much? You don't think he passed that, too much? I think, that, I think that he definitely needed to have some you know experience in play calling in terms of running the ball a little bit more or adjusting the game plan. But that doesn't. I mean, he had one year at that position. Mm-hmm. Well, he year. claims he's been calling plays for seven years at Kansas City. Who knows what to believe yeah, on that? Got, uh, but what I'm saying is. 
when you finally get a job or a promotion, mm-hmm. it takes you a little bit of time to get adjusted, no matter how long you worked as an understudy under someone. Mm-hmm. You think Adam Peters going to come right in and knock the ball out the park? This is his first time being a, a GM. We don't know. Right? We have no. I have no idea. Got to give him a few years. Like Paul, like I Kingsbury. Only... Kingsbury, when he went to Arizona, he, he his first year they were 5 and, and 11. Okay? So that, and he had a young quarterback. But that right? was Kyler's rookie year. All right? Second year right. they went 500. Third year they go to the playoffs. I mean – you take okay, that. But my thing is with Sam Howell, I saw growth in the young man. He led the league in passing. He's an undersized quarterback, too. And then when Jacoby Brissett came in, I saw growth. I mean, you know, I hold on. You know those were empty calorie passing yards because they were trailing in a lot of those games. You, you're no, well, I you're aware of that, right? I think he does bring up Well, let me say this. I, yeah. listen, I listen to everybody, Kevin Sheehan, Brian Mitchell, and everybody. I listen to you guys all day. I do think that the junkies need to bring in someone that can give a different perspective and add that to y'all team. What are you talking about? You mean that's pro the enemy? No, not pro the enemy. I just think that y'all need someone who also can come in and give y'all a different perspective. We, dis- we disagree all the time. You've got this room. four perspectives already. You want four five? Perspective plus the two guys <laughs> behind y'all the glass. Need, y'all, need, y'all need a different perspective of a different ilk, in my opinion. And I love your show. but I just Oh, spell it out. You're saying we need a black guy? Is that what you're saying? <laughs> I'm not. I'm saying y'all need somebody with a different perspective. That's, well, that's, that's what he's saying. Right. That's all. A different ill. That's you know what? You're the giving calls. the different perspective. Giving that's a lot that's of you. Different perspective. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Love all right. you guys, man. But right. I think y'all a little too harsh on Eric Bieniemy. Cliff Kingsbury is not that great. He's old news I, well, now. We really don't need to talk about Bieniemy anymore. I actually it's, don't understand. I, I tell you, I wanted Kubiak. That's who I wanted. The guy from okay, well, he was unavailable. Yeah, he was unavailable. I don't understand the weird, irrational attachment. That people have to Eric Bieniemy. It's not like he was here Takes. for five, seven, ten no. years. He was here for a year. I'm going to tell you what it is. It's the uncomfortable truth that race plays a factor in all of these conversations. Maybe that's part of it. I, it maybe it that's factored the, maybe in that's the, the RG. It, it devolved in the RG3 Kirk thing. It was the it was the the quiet part that nobody really wanted to talk about, but that. Uh, you know, the African-Americans tended to side with Robert, and there was a perception that white people sided with Kirk. And I think you're getting a lot of that with the enemy discussion, Maybe. to be honest with you. There's definitely some of that. It's, it's I mean, that's what Paul was talking about. It's an underlying <laughs> theme that no one wants to talk about. I can't about. help that I'm white. It's Sorry, that's where I was born. You know what? But I, but I don't hate Eric Bieniemy because he was black. I mean, come on. This is ridiculous. He wasn't good as an offensive coordinator. Scott Turner sucked, and Eric Bieniemy sucked too. Yeah. Okay. They sucked you know, equally. They both sucked. I don't and, know what to tell you. And, and by the way, we have different perspective. Eric Bickle across the street from me right here mm-hmm. that I'm looking at loved Sam Howell. I didn't. Right. I didn't like Sam Howell. Halfway point, you were you were like, he was winning you over, and then he tanked. He, he, he showed me some tanked. signs, but I always said this last year. I said, you have to grade him based on a full season. It's true. Not and on I week would, two or four or eight. And I would but agree through a full season. He wasn't that good. It, it, it fell apart. Right. And so I have no problem. So we have different somebody. perspectives. Of course we do. But we he's talking about like... a racial perspective. That's yeah, I mean, exactly what he's talking he about. He said we need to add somebody of a different ilk. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. We're not cutting the check anymore. Yeah, <laughs> yeah there's already, there's already plenty here. We're, Unfortunately, we're, we're four white guys. The inn is full. Can't change yes, it. Yeah, we can't yeah, change you got Latino. <laughs> can't, okay, JP's Latino. <laughs> I don't even know what I am. I think I'm German, French. Does that count for anything? It doesn't count, right? <laughs> I don't probably think so. European descent. You're, you're Caucasian. Yeah, I'm Caucasian. I'm a whitey. <laughs> Last time I checked. I'm just a whitey. Hey, we're pro Joe Witt Jr. 
Definitely yes. pro him. I know nothing about, about him. I know I if Paul was that. right, I would hate the Joe Witt Jr. Uh, I don't think anybody in this room had heard of Joe Witt Jr. two weeks ago. I didn't know who he was. Right. The only thing I said. I'm I trusting said, Dan Quinn knows yeah. him very well, and he made a good hire. I told you we don't know anything about him, but he's worked with Dan for four yeah. years. He's, you know, these guys are obviously on the same page. I like the, Dan as a D coordinator. Look, we give him all a shot. It's about results. Uh, we all hate Jack Del Rio now, but he was oh, given a shot. Hate him. All right. Hate Ron. Two out of the four years, he had good defenses. Yeah. For some get... reason, there was no consistency right. with Jack Del Rio's defensive results. And who was the biggest RG3 fan in the world? Me. <laughs> Called him R-Jesus. Yeah, I, I mean, still think it's my greatest nickname of all time. It definitely was excellent. It just didn't animal. work out. I've, I've been a Kirk guy. I mean, it just gets on my nerves. <laughs> I'm not apologizing. Hey, I called him. Well, you're obviously a racist. <laughs> I called yeah. him RG Screen the whole time. I All never right. bought in. Well, you, you turned out to be correct. <laughs> All right, let's go to Juan in Temple. Do we not get credit for destroying Jack Del Rio? I, I hope we get Four some white credit. guys des- uh, destroying a fellow white guy. Well, let's hope and destroying happened. Ron Rivera, Latino. Yeah, one the <laughs> Latino on Latino crime. Can't win. Nobody, We've killed them all. We don't care about that stuff. In fact, if we're you look, equal opportunity killers, if you, if you go back to the tape of when the enemy was hired, I think all of us were pretty excited at the possibilities. Yeah, we liked that idea of an Andy Reid protege coming in here. Guy was, we feel sympathy to a guy that's had all these opportunities and hasn't been able. This was his chance. I said it was. And the other thing to come about, here, though, I will say that the, the defenders th- of the enemy can't point to anything that actually happened during the season, other than. They can say, well, look what happened with Jacoby Brissett. That's a blip of the season. Mm-hmm. They can't point to, well, look, they improved in points per game. It was a half a point. They can't point to they improved in yardage per game. It actually went down. They can't point to Sam Howell as some great success. He ended up with 21 interceptions leading the league. It just didn't work. Yeah. It didn't work. Got to move on. Let's go to Juan Temple Hills. Juan, what's up? How y'all doing, man? Hey, Juan. What's up? This is my first time calling y'all, man. What's up, I don't buddy? know if your last customer keep worrying about he mad about the high. The high is good. People keep worrying about Dan Quinn coming down. Kingsbury and Quinn are coaches. What the hell we had? We had EB, like y'all said. What you do? You pass 50,000 times, but you ain't running, we ain't running the boat. <laughs> So don't get mad because we got somebody that's going to balance it out. We got a we got a general manager going to balance it out. Stop hating on your team that you're supposed to be supporting. Let the team do what they do. We finally got an organization finally realized that, okay, this is how you build a team. No matter of the division, we hurt Dallas because y'all had three years to hire Dan Quinn. Thanks, pal. Thank, Thank you for the call. Kind of speechless. Yeah, I don't really sure know. I didn't kind of quite understand. What hey, he's, pro, he's pro Kingsbury. He's pro Dan Quinn. He's, yeah. pro, he's pro everything. He pro likes the all the regimes. Yeah, I'm kind of speechless. To be honest. All right, let's go to Clarence, uh, Rockville. Clarence, what's up, man? You know with the Jucks. What's going on, guys? Good morning. Hey, good Clarence. morning. Hey, good morning. Man. So I just wanted to. Um, hey, what's up? So I just wanted to um, comment on the EB thing. Like I listen to 106 all day long between the three shows. You guys, mm-hmm. uh, B. Mitch and Finley and G and D. Mm-hmm. And you get these guys who call in and they want to keep EB. I mean, I don't get it, man. If you're not good, you're not good. Black, yellow, orange, and different. If you don't belong here if you're not winning. Right. So, I mean, it, it aggravates me. And when I hear it, I just turn the radio down because a lot of these guys have empty cases that they're pleading. And it's like, I don't know. 
But yeah, that's all I got. Yeah, listen, uh, I, 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 I understand, I think, where a lot of it's coming from, and you feel sympathy, and you want guys. Look, Feinstein flat out tells you he wanted to be the head coach. He wanted to be able to get every job because he feels bad. Yeah. But I'm not in the business of feeling bad for somebody. Like, I just want the guy that's succeeding. You're not giving us a, a sympathy hire. I'm not into that. And maybe somebody it sucks. Can do a maybe it hire. sucks he didn't get a second year. Like, some people, like, you know, Scott Turner got three years. Eric yeah. Bannemi got one year. Yeah. But that's just the way but it works. There's a new well, head that, coach, and he's going to bring in he his, came his in people. at the end of a dying regime right. at, Ron's, at Ron Swan's song. He knew what he was and, getting and into. By the way, I also said, go to the tape. He's not going to come. I'm stunned that he came here. Because if it if it hit, he wasn't going to go anywhere. Maybe somebody else would hire him. And if it if if they lost, he was going to get fired. Yeah, I well, think the biggest the, the biggest thing is it, it was very unfortunate for Biennemi and for Hal because they had that short leash. How many times have we talked right. about the short leash? Because Rivera, if he didn't get to the playoffs, they, they were firing him. You knew you had a new owner. It was you knew you had new people coming in to make decisions. And in the, so if Biennemi. If they didn't do well, Benemy was just – he was caught between a rock and a hard place. In, in, in fairness to him, that line, right? This Ron was here for four years. That line was built to run the football. That was his whole identity. Remember we want to be three to one or whatever the hell it yes, was? Right. Two, to yeah. one. two to one run ratio. That line was not developed to drop back and pass 50 times. Mm-hmm. Biennemi, you know, drops out of the ceiling here before the season starts. And, you know, he's got to deal with a line and a, a team that really wasn't built – to do what it turns out, the enemy wanted turns out to do. that line wasn't just built that, to run block or pass block. Yeah. <laughs> well, the enemy had multiple games. Around. It doesn't make any logical sense when you have an inexperienced quarterback like Sam Howell to have him lead the NFL in dropbacks. To have Sam Howell have more dropbacks than Patrick Mahomes than anybody else in the NFL. Does that make any logical sense? Not really. And there were many games when we talked about it that. You could point to, okay, they had to pass because they fell behind. But first halves, when they would have, you would just look at it, and they would go, well, they dropped back 24 times in the first half and had six runs. Yeah. And we'd be like, what is he doing? First quarters, he was dropping the back. The ratio was crazy. Yeah, it just didn't make sense. All right, a lot of people are fired up. <clears throat> we'll come back, take your calls. If this is all about the enemy, we can do this. And then I think we need to put it to bed. Because I'm, I'm the team has moved on. Yeah. He is old news. That's like talking about Scott Turner right now. He's a former Washington commander coach. This town is big enough for one EB. <laughs> one EB. All right, we'll come you, back. I was going to be here before that guy, and I was going to be here after that guy. We'll come back, take your calls next here on the Junkies. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. A couple tweets during the break at Biennemi backers. Yeah. And one thing I always come to is forget about our opinions. The organization interviewed him. They chose not to hire him as a head coach, and they chose not to hire him as the offensive coordinator. By the way, so far, so has the rest of the league. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to guess Andy next year will give him a job, like if he wants to go back to the Chiefs. That would be my guess. But you're right. 
That's not. There have been a bunch of offensive coordinator positions open. And a bunch of guys' names being bandied about for interviews. I saw a list of like 25 guys who've interviewed for various offensive coordinator positions. Mm-hmm. The not in there. He's not an unknown quantity. That's what I'll say. He's not unknown. I forget who oh, they no. hired in Tampa, but uh, or uh, Carolina. The t- Canales hired his OC. It was that? I forget who it was. But, I mean, there have been OCs Getsy? who've been hired. I mean, if you're Bianca, are, are, you, are you really going to go back to Kansas City with your tail between your legs? I guess if it's if Nagy did, if it's the only thing you've got, <laughs> that's what guys do. If it's the only opportunity that's afforded to you, you tell me Belichick doesn't bring back his boys. <laughs> I mean, yeah. they, this is what happens a lot of times. Uh, right. Bucks hired um, who did they hire as offensive coordinator? Well, we mentioned a couple guys have been hired. Or, or um, Luke Getzey got hired with the I think with Vegas, right? Didn't they? I'd have to, I'd have to see and where Kubiak got hired. Who did Kubiak got hired? Kubiak hired went to the, new, the Saints. Saints. Is that official? Thought it was reported. Oh, okay. All right, let's go to the phones. People are fired up, and then we'll move on. All right, let's go. Yeah, Getsy is going to the Raiders. Yeah. Let me see here. Let's go to Phil. Calling from Maine. Hey, Phil. What's up, man? Good morning, guys. How you doing? Hey, what's up? Phil. What's up, man? Not much, not much. So I listen to your show every morning. I don't often Thanks, get a ben. chance to call in because okay. I, I work early. Um, but I'm happy I get a chance to. Um, and this is a good conversation. So I um, I was right a huge Eric B. Enemy fan. Like when we when we made the 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 acquisition or to get him as an offensive coordinator, I thought it was it. I thought he was a savior for Sam Howell. And at the beginning of the season, it looked like maybe he's a guy. Mm-hmm. But towards the end of the season. I see Sam tell off, and maybe this is a, a a shot at Sam and how unprepared he was for this season. And 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 quite frankly, I didn't see Sam as a rookie. Sure, he only started one year, but he's been in the league for two years. He's had the chance to sit down and watch the system be run. Um, I'm just not. I'm a big fan of you do the same thing over and over. I'm over EB. Like done with him. The, the thing that irks me about EB is he talks in the third person way too much for me, right? <laughs> Meaning that's a, that's a hit at what type of character he has. Meaning when he's talking to players, he's probably saying EB or Eric Bieniemy doesn't like the way you play. Players hate that. <laughs> I can't even listen to the dude in a press conference. I can't even imagine what a what a player feels like when he's talking to a player. I'm all for Cliff Kingsbury. I'm all for the Joe Witt dude. Honestly, I'm not a, a huge. Uh, I don't have a bunch of information on Joe Witt and Nobody what type does, of coach he really. is. Yeah, but from what I've heard, he's a great players coach. And granted, I'm not huge on having player coaches all of the time, but that's why you got Dan Quinn. You got the ship leader, and then you have these guys that are going to be the player coaches and do the background work. I'm all for these assistant coaches. That, I mean, the offensive coordinator, the defensive coordinator. Eric Bieniemy's got to go. He showed us what we can do. He ain't the guy. Offensive thank you, yeah. not, Phil. Thank you. I mean, yeah. Thanks, Phil. Fair. I'm guessing buddy. today will be his last day at Commanders Park. Look, he like may get Dan another Quinn's job. The enemy. And I'm looking at a an OC tracker. I hope he does. Okay, and it has everybody who's interviewed for offensive coordinator positions mm-hmm. and who's been hired. And it, I did see, to, I did not know this, that it says he talked to the Raiders. It said spoke recently, but they hired Shane Waldron as their OC. Mm-hmm. No, the Raiders, I don't see, the Raiders hired I don't Getsy. See, the, the Raiders hired Waldron. Oh, sorry. went to the Bears. Yeah. 
He's like their passing game specialist. I, I'm not sure the title he was given. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Getsy the Raiders. And I don't. I don't know old, if Canales. I don't know if Canales has actually hired an OC yet. I couldn't find that uh, in Carolina. Right, but there this, aren't that many OC jobs open now. No, right. but he could be a passing game of coordinator course. or offensive assistant. I'm sure there would be a spot for him. I hope or... he goes on to great success. It yeah. just didn't happen here. Right. Like, hopefully, he learns the lessons from calling so many passing plays as opposed to running plays. Like, he finds that balance that helps him going forward. Like, I hope he becomes a head coach. It just wasn't meant to be here. Sorry, People I misread just it. Past it. So Waldron was hired by Seattle. No, Waldron. Waldron. Was hired. No. That's by, what this list says. Walter was hired by the fired. Bears. You have yeah, a bad no. list. Yeah, you the got list an old is, list. Uh, inferior. All right, let's go to Ron in La Plata. Ron, what's up? Johns, what's up, boys? What's up, man? Um, just want to let you know, I, I love the Kingsbury hire. I feel bad for Evie. I think he should have never took the job. I understand right. he had one year left at the Kansas City contract, but I think he needs to reinvent himself and probably have to go to college route mm. and then uh, then bounce back up. You know, that's what I think he has to do. But the Kingsbury hires the scope. You got to also remember Philadelphia, 86 both day guys also, you know, and that's something to think about too. There's, and also I think it was a bad job for EB going back to him. Yeah, it was a dead man walking coach there too. So it was a bad yeah. situation for him altogether. He knew he, was, so he, knew he was boarding a sinking ship. <laughs> the second he signed his deal, he knew that Ron Rivera's time was short. Here in Washington, he, barring like a 12-win season, which we knew mm-hmm. wasn't going to happen. Yeah. He knew that coming in. I do think he's able to say now, though, that I was the prime. I ran the show. Sure. I, he didn't have great parts, so he can make his argument I ran the show because in Kansas City, whatever the numbers were, there's always the, well, Andy Reid was running the offense. Right. And so he can at least say he ran the show for a year. Um, and these guys resurface. So, yeah, maybe I botched the Shane Waldron, but look, Kellen Moore's, he's got a new gig, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, Arthur Smith, who got fired as the head coach of the Falcons, he's got a new gig. I mean, these guys are all kind of just bouncing around. I saw Greg Roman got a gig, who was with the Ravens. I don't know what he did this year. Well, I think he sat out. out, So he sat out, now he's on Harbaugh's staff. All right, let's go to, let me see, let's go to Kevin. He'll be back. In Centerville. And by the way, he's had a great life. Like, Eric Bieniemy's had a great life. He he's a great got rings. career. He's got rings. Yeah. He's, he's got money. He's got money, yeah. He's had a great life, and hopefully it continues, and he's coaching wherever the heck he wants. Kevin, what's up? Hey, good morning, gentlemen. How are you today? Hey, man. Good. What's up? Uh, good. I just want to say that uh, <sighs> EB, uh, just a minute ago, he, you know, when he kind of spoke about the uncomfortable truth, and, you know, hey, I'm black. And I just want to say that there, there is some truth to what he said, because there are a lot of uh, African-American uh, uh, members of our fan base that support Eric Bieniemy, despite the job he did. But they just, you know, culturally, you put a black person in charge of anything and we're going to support him. Mm-hmm. So you, you just know that. I get when, it. I get it. So, yeah. So uh, so what I'm saying is, uh, uh 
the enemy, he should, he, the, the right thing is happening. I mean, because he had his chance. And, and let's face it, the second half of the season, calling plays, he wet the bed. I mean, he answered the question that everybody was wondering when he was in Kansas City. Can this guy call plays? Out from under the shadow of Andy Reid, can this guy make it happen? He came here, and like the other caller said, it looked like it at first, but then, you know, he didn't do that. I mean, actually, when you look at, when you think of Sam Howell, Eric Dennyby really screwed him by trying to make his program work. When you think about it, actually, Joe Gibbs did the same thing. Joe Gibbs, when he came here from San Diego, he was the hot shot coordinator, and he ran that program for the first few games, and it didn't work. We were 0-5, but at least he, he, he wised up and said, you know what, this isn't working. This is Joe Theismann isn't Dan Fouts. Uh, this receiving core here isn't Joyner, uh, Jefferson, and uh, 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 Kellen Winslow. So I have to adjust. He adjusted, and uh, we went 8-3 and three the rest of the season. See, he didn't do that. He, he he just stuck with the same thing that wasn't working. He could have helped himself by making an adjustment. And then all the other coaching professionals and owners say, hey, you know what, look at that. There's something there. And he made it, but he didn't. And we have to accept the fact that that guy just didn't do a good job, and he answered the, everybody's question that, hey, I'm not that great at, well, you know, I need some work. But, like, it's, go to the college level and hone his play-calling skills a little more. Yeah, maybe, maybe here, that's his landing spot. Good. Yeah. yeah. Thank you. Thank, Thank you, you Kevin. I appreciate the call. Mm-hmm. Really do. Thank you, buddy. Let's go to Tony. I bet on him getting an NFL gig. <laughs> I guess he, he might be like a somewhere. running game coordinator or yeah, something yeah. like that. Let's go. Tony. Tony, what's up? What's up, fellas? Good morning. Love your show. Yeah. Um, listen every day. Um, thanks. I just, I guess I'm heartened by the last few calls. Um, it, I'm, I get frustrated with this anointing of EB as the, the new coach, and we should just give it to him. You know, I'm black, been black my whole life, and I don't care if the new coach is magenta. I just want to win games. I don't even know what color Bottom that line is. is win it's games. like a he... purplish, I think. Oh, okay. I believe. Okay. <laughs> Go ahead. Black, white, magenta. Yeah, I right. just don't care. I'm with um, you. He wasn't good. And I, I just get frustrated with this notion that we have to anoint him the next head coach or be the first one to give him his opportunity as a head coach. And, of course, we wanted it to work, but it didn't. He just – his lack of willingness to adapt to the players that he had and uh, just frustrated me, so – I'm happy with the with the Kingsbury hire and Quinn. So let's go. All right, That's thank you, yep. thank you. Seems like, more, page, seems like more people are are turning to turning to Dan Quinn. Yeah, they're they're approving the move more than they did that day. Absolutely, when he was hired. Well, I think Johnson, right <clears throat> or wrong, is coming off a little douchey too. Mm-hmm. You know, Ben Johnson, mean? yes, yeah. a little douchey. And I'm sure that the commanders had their moments where it didn't go great. Hey, that's it's my just, guy, EB. That's my favorite offensive coordinator in the league. Well, ben you got to get, get off now. of him. You got a new one. <laughs> now. Oh, I got to root for uh, Cliff Kingsbury. So if, if, if Ben Johnson was a 10 out of 10 hire for you going into this situation, yeah. and I think it was, Kingsbury, probably not even on your radar, but where would you put him on a scale of 1 to 10? In terms of the kind of traits that you're looking for. I think it's a solid seven, seven and a half higher. Out Only of 10. a seven or seven and a half? I give it at least an eight. I mean, I'm in the I'm in the ballpark. You're in the ballpark. Yeah. I'm just curious. Yeah. I like the hire. Like I like I besides, like it also that it, it's now like Washington is no longer a laughing stock. Like last year, if you went to Kingsbury, he would have been like, I'm not coming to Washington. Yeah. It's, it's 
not worth my time. I won't even consider them. Now people are considering coming here, and they're coming here. Yeah, you're getting that's bigger names. Great, that's a great sign. 100%. Going forward. Let me tell you about Main Street Bank. Bank local, cheer local, and business every day is game day. Business is always moving up or down, but never still. That's why the Main Street Bank team treats every day like game day. Main Street Bank is a business-focused community bank, proudly serving the DMV since 2004. Visit mstreetbank.com to learn how to put our team in your office. Main Street Bank, member FDIC, equal housing opportunity lender. Welcome back. Chucky's coming to you live on 106. Seven, the fan and the team 980. Our pal Chris Russell, the rooster, will join us coming up at 820. <laughs> Sam Fortier from the Washington Post is going to join us at 920. He was in Lubbock, Texas in 2017. So he knows a lot about Kingsbury. Mm. A little insight Very good. from the Washington Post reporter. Mm-hmm. That's coming up at 920. But we wanted to touch on adult film star Lisa Ann, who we had in studio. Yeah. She went on a date with uh, Ryan Clary, kind of. I don't know if you call it a date, but they hung out. They did hang out, yes. They definitely hung out. So she was at a Matt Reif show. Matt Reif is this comedian, maybe you've never heard of, young guy is kind of blown up. I think through social media, but he had a show at Radio City Music Hall, mm-hmm. and Sam got arrested. Yeah, what did she do? Like, what was going on? I read that she was on her phone or taking pictures. That's apparently, she How says, get arrested for that? she claimed I did nothing wrong, I didn't touch my phone, I want to see Matt Reif because he's a friend of mine. So that was, I did nothing wrong, I didn't right. touch my phone, Let's I wanted to see Matt Reif. He's a friend of mine. Who she sound? Is she drunk? She doesn't she just sound right. Distraught. Like she, she, I'll tell you something. When she came in here, she's been here twice, mm-hmm. right? I think she's been in here twice. Maybe just the I one time. At least once, maybe twice. Uh, she was incredibly like charming. Mm-hmm. Yeah, poised. Seemed like a very <clears throat> smart businesswoman. Yep. And with it, and mm-hmm. in the video I've seen, I have, I didn't listen to the audio, but the video I saw, she looks kind of like. Well, she's, she's lost clearly, her mind a little well, bit. Well, she's agitated. I mean, yeah, you'd be agitated, agitated, too, if you're getting dragged away from, like, an event that you were looking forward to attending. And I'm just wondering like, what preempted it. I don't know. What, she said clearly, they offered her uh, a choice to be 5150 by ambulance and admitted to the hospital. That means she's or crazy. Or arrested right. and put in jail, and she tweeted this, over someone thinking I used my phone during the Matt Reif show. I, I, I do know this. At a lot of these shows... I went to, I think it was Bruno Mars mm-hmm. at MGM National Harbor. You got to like turn over your phone, like put it in a pouch. You get it back when you leave. So it's Correct. a crime if you take a picture during a show. Well, well particularly mean, comedians, they don't want their acts getting out there on YouTube. Yeah, yeah. But like, you either have to. Or have was that. she re- arrested because of how she reacted to it? I don't know. But you, like, there can't the be. Any, there, you have to be one way or the other with the your phone policy. You can't like let people just have their phones and expect them not to have them. And use them at some point during your performance. Mm-hmm. Like you either have to take them away from them or let them have them, one or the other. It's hard. Like, It'd be hard to just yeah have it in your pocket. So you're you saying you can't like, trust that they're not going to well, use yeah, them. Yeah, you can't trust people are just going to keep their phones in their pocket if they have them. No, the only way to do that is, gonna use is to take them away for the hour, or 90 minutes of your set, and then give them back at the end. And it's really only a comedian thing, right? I mean, for the most part. No, I mean, like I said, Bruno, Bruno Mars, Mars. They want you to keep your phone yeah. out. They don't want the show getting out. I think it's a lot of comedians, though. I think when comedians I saw John Mulaney sure. at MGM, I like, get it. They don't want the stuff on YouTube, but like an artist that's singing or whatever, I would think it would only help you. 
How could that hurt? Yeah, I don't you? know. I mean, everyone knows you. You got a routine. You're doing this. You know. I don't know. Maybe they want to surprise you with the choreography. Or maybe maybe they, they, it's not that good. The live performance. A lot of live. A lot of performance aren't <laughs> maybe that good. That's live. part of it. That could be the case. Yeah. So what was the update? She was arrested, and then did she choose where, where, the fifty-one fifty, or did she choose to go to jail? The way I've read the story is she was arrested. Okay, so she didn't want to go to the hospital. Yeah. Right, well, it does they, seem to be extreme. I could see kicking you out. That means you're acting like a loon. Yeah. She was probably out of her it mind. It sounded like she was. She was acting yeah. a little crazy. So it sounded like she was out of her but mind. But as Cake said, if you're getting arrested and you feel like you did nothing wrong, maybe she had maybe like it's a hard to be reasonable. moment. Remember the lady on the plane? Oh, yeah, maybe. Possibly, maybe, yeah. Maybe she had a moment like maybe, that. Maybe, yeah. I don't know. Uh, I don't have much of an explanation for it. No. I wonder if this hurts Ryan Clary's crush. Like, had had any of you guys <laughs> heard know. of Matt Reif before? Yes. No. So I've been, been getting a lot don't know of, about him. He's been getting a lot of buzz lately. He's he's been getting. Uh, I don't know if he's been doing uh, like transsexual jokes or whatever, but he's been doing some material that people don't that he's been catching some heat for. I think he's a younger guy. Who blew up via TikTok, mm-hmm. and he's selling out shows. I had a neighbor of mine. It surprised me because he's like sixty five. Mm-hmm. And he said, I want to go see Matt Reif. I think he's been <laughs> he's like, He actually demo. said, could you hook me with some tickets? I was like, uh, I didn't barely know who he was. I think was. he's been doing some, pol- some, cor- some politically incorrect material in some people's eyes. I think. Hmm. I think it's something like that. Kevin McCarthy is friends with him. Uh-huh. Oh, he is? He sat in his box seat. When That's he his guy? his Netflix special in D.C. Uh-huh. Yeah. I, he- I believe Matt Reif was following Kevin before Kevin knew who he was. Really? Yeah, he always he liked his, his interviews. Liked his re- interviews. I think I, he's hated in the way that Dane Cook was hated, like a young guy, pretty good looking, and is succeeding. Well, Dane Cook was also hated because people said he was a hack and he stole jokes. Yeah, yeah I think a lot of people think that. <laughs> I don't know. That they, I don't know. Too? I don't know that they're saying that Reif steals jokes, but they think he's kind of hack. Uh huh. Most comedians are pretty hacky. Um. All right. Got your boy Kevin. He still wants to chime in on Kingsbury. Do you want me to go to him? Have you kept him on for a reason? No, no, no. You don't have to go to him. Okay. He'll sit there oh, all show. We did see yeah. him. He was, he was on was Friday night at Bethesda Theater. Yeah, well, he's a diehard. He's a big mark. He that is. Kevin. He's the definitive P one. Yeah, you look a P one. Yeah, Kevin from Glory Days. His Kevin. claim to fame though is bringing the half-eaten cherry pie. Wow, well, I mean, right? That was Kevin. Clearly, the move of an insane person. <laughs> he brought you know in a cherry pie. Lisa Ann shouldn't have been fifty-one fifty. Kevin he should have been fifty-one fifty, without a doubt. Right, and he might even agree. Right. So, I mean, who brings a? I think you should at least say pie? what's up. Can you put him on? All right. Tell All him right. what he thought of the event, Kevin. <laughs> Hey, that's power yard, man. Come on, man. That's coming from the top rope. <laughs> hey, but it's true. Did you not bring in a cherry pie that had been eaten? Yes, and my children are mortified, and they don't want me to listen to the show ever again. You Hold on. You have children? Yeah, that's a shocking turn of events. <laughs> Your children must be older, I think he's though, talked right? about them before. How old are your kids? Yeah, they're... they're... <clears throat> They're like your kids. They're in college. Yeah, the sca- yeah. okay, I believe yeah. the scary part about Kevin, and he can correct me if I'm wrong. I think he has a twin brother. Yes, he's like double trouble. Is, is your brother? Is your yeah, twin but- brother still at this point? Do you guys still like look alike? Uh, not as much as we used to. Um, right, right. But there's always one. Drab can tell you this. There's always one twin slightly bigger than the other, and uh, there's always an evil twin, and there's always a good twin, and I'm definitely the evil one. <laughs> what did you think of the event on Friday night? Thank you for coming out to 106.7 The Fan versus Team 980 Live. 
I thought it was awesome. You haven't had something like that since uh, the you had something out in 2017 at uh, in Chantilly, and I thought it was great. I loved it. All right, all right. It's been that, that long? I think we've done stuff. I think the well, 20, I think he means a I, big event. I think the 2017 event in Chantilly is where Rom fell off a two foot stage and nearly crippled himself. Where was that? The, I can't I think, even remember. You know what? It's at a place where we will never mention the name because... Oh, we had a summer dress party. I think they stole the name. That was 2017? Oh. I think. I thought it was maybe, before maybe that. Maybe it goes back yeah, further yeah, than that. I don't know. Oh, no, we did something at Tally Ho in Leesburg. We did ta- Tally yeah. Ho in Leesburg. Maybe that's what Kevin... You know what? Kevin's kind of a 2017. It was <laughs> probably... I think it was more recent. Yeah, we did, an, we did an uncensored live event maybe yeah. three or four years ago, right before the pandemic. Yeah, I think it was 2019. I, I, I kept having that, that feeling, though, on stage. Mm-hmm. Like, when I was like looking down and then looking out at the crowd and it was packed of you know 500 people there uh-huh. that we used to do spring break parties and now we're breaking down Dan, Dan Quinn. Quinn for 30 minutes. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, it's a big people deal like to, around here. It is. It is a big For some reason, deal. people like to get our take on it. Uh, I don't know why, but they yeah. do. Well, I mean, it is what it is. And they'll pay for tickets and $100 drinks to come <laughs> see it. I do wonder what the grace period will be because I feel like... Uh, like Ron's grace period actually wasn't that long. Like we pretty, he got like a couple games, and then we were like, we were we were questioning how he was handling the game. But he did get him into the playoffs in year one, so we kind of gave him a biggest pass. backdoor job into the playoffs of all time. <laughs> he did, but if you remember, we were very critical of the oh, way he handled that season, yeah. and then it started to just get worse. But he also had the cancer. There was a lot swirling. He was dealing with a lot. He was yeah. dealing with a lot of crap. No, but no by doubt. year three. By the way, couldn't tolerate is him. He, has he been hired yet? No. no. He might get hired in Dallas. That's not happening. Doubtful, but <laughs> that'd that'd be, not as a coordinator. No chance. I'm telling interviewed. you, he's, he's going back to pedal by, by choice or by not. He's going he back interviewed to as well as uh, Mike Zimmer, I, two I, head coaches who've been interviewed Zimmer for the defensive did. coordinator position there in Dallas. Mm-hmm. All right, we will talk to the rooster, Chris Russell, coming up at 820. Get his take on what's going on here. Dan Quinn's his guy, EB. He's oh, gotten into many Twitter he spats. Know, He's been that. into Dan Quinn since day one. We'll talk to the rooster, Chris Russell, coming up at 820 here on the Junkies. Welcome back. Junkies coming to you live on 106.7 The Fan and the Team 980 in the DMV. 910 The Fan in Richmond, and we are streaming live on the Odyssey app, wherever you may be. You can also watch us on the Monumental Sports Network, presented by Crop Metcalf. Official heating and cooling company of the Junkies. Looking to be their next five-star HVAC technician or plumber. Visit CropMacF.com to join their team. Spish Cakes, EB, and JP. And we are not going to the Super Bowl. No, we are not. I got to tell you, I saw Adam, AWOD. Yes. He's heading to the Super Bowl. We got an email from CK yesterday. Everybody besides us is going. Mitch and Finley are going. Are Grant and Danny going? I think just Grant. I think Grant Craig Hoffman is going. JP are going. Yeah. Hoffman's going. Yeah. Yeah. So a bunch of people are going. And I was like, man, that would have been kind of nice. It's been so long since we went to the, the only Super problem. Bowl. With- are we do- like, are we never be- going again to an event? It's been a while. I mean, like a Super Bowl, like a big one? Even spring training. Like, we used to go to spring training. We don't go there anymore. Uh, you'd have to ask Drab on that one. I, I don't think Odyssey really sends these big shows anymore. I think these other guys are finding other ways to go. Trying to control yeah. costs. Oh, they're finding other ways to go. Okay. But. Think I about didn't know it. that, if but we, good if for they, If they do send us to Vegas, we would be doing the show at 3.30 in the morning. 
right? Yeah. Correct. It's fun to have the stories in or hindsight. Three in the morning. It's fun to have the stories in hindsight, but it's a big pain. In the so ass. we would be doing a three to seven show in the morning. No one would be on Radio Row. Well, we did that for the World Series of Poker, right? I know, but we were younger. We did, yeah. It was easier to kind of bounce back. We're would smarter be, now. It would that be very like difficult. No, no, I do think you're younger and you haven't done it, so you kind of want to do it. So. That's kind of like where Awad is now, right? So good for him. I yeah, saw him, do him tweet some pictures. Hey, you know, you get a little FOMO. Like, it'd be kind of cool to be if in we Vegas did for that, a Super Bowl. We should, if we ever went to somewhere like that where the time change was so drastic, yeah. we would have to tape the shows. We've done Probably. that, too. Yeah. But it's just a pain. It's easier uh, just to come in here. I'm fine. Yeah. I'm fine with it. I mean, Vegas, I, you know, I like Vegas. <clears> but... Yeah, but you don't like Vegas waking up at 3 in the morning no, in Vegas. No, I don't. I would <laughs> vote that down. I've been to Vegas. I did actually go for UFC a couple years ago, but it was literally a 24-hour trip. Kvicky. It was a super. That's quick. not good. That's not because now that, that, that it was supposed to be longer, annoying. but we had a death in the family, and I had to stick around for that. Uh, I didn't mm-hmm. even go to the funeral. I went to the the wake, whatever you call it, oh, the, yeah, the night before. That's usually my move. I try to skip funerals. If Probably I can, a good move. Yeah, mm-hmm. just do the go do the a wake slash viewing, whatever yes. you know, whatever they meet people. Right, you know, make sure they pay, see you, pay respects. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's um, the move. So this was the first weekend without football on TV, unless you count the Pro Bowl. We do not count the. Pro- I, didn't I watch, do not count. I the didn't Pro watch Bowl. the flag football game. Did you watch the pickleball slam? It was. Silly. I did not watch no. the pickleball watch slam. I tell either. you what, I was really bummed that the weather was so bad in Pebble because I, I was looking forward to watching Pebble. Today? Well, I was yeah. yesterday, and then I I knew it was going to be bad, and then I said, "There's a grasper that they'll play on Monday." But the weather was going to be so bad, so they canceled it altogether. I was bummed. Well, I wanted to bring up, so college basketball. That would have been up, very cool to watch right? today. So you got March Madness coming up in a month. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And Jason's been talking about this last couple of weeks. Jason follows college hoops. The rest of us are casual. Um, and then I heard this uh, last night when I was driving around. I think it was Jody Mack on CBS Sports Radio. And he had a caller say it, and I think it's true. So Caitlin Clark played here this weekend. Mm-hmm. I know. And either the caller he said, going, but I was out of town. Is she the face of college basketball? It made me think, I don't know that there's a male face. Like a couple of years ago, you just said Zion Williamson, biggest uh-huh. guy in college hoops. Mm-hmm. I mean, there, is there a male face of college basketball right now? Zach Eady? Come on. I mean, it would probably be him. She might be the most famous. She might, she's the. She, she might is. Be the most she's yeah. probably like, the biggest I mean, story think about by how far. Many, how many people went to see her? Yeah, I would guess if the, the Iowa women's, men's program game. showed up, they're not selling out Xfinity Center. No, like there might be like fourteen, fifteen thousand. Like that place was jam packed. And it was Gus Caitlin Johnson Clark. on the call, right? Yes, say so the big I, silly. She she hit a. I mean, she basically hit a half quarter. I know. She's, I mean, she pulls up from half. She's she's no, she's insane. She's probably she's crazy. Yeah. I would say Trey Young she too. But she's the closest thing to Steph Curry that I've seen. Yeah. Her and Trey Young. Well, speaking agree. of Steph Curry, if you would have told me Steph Curry was going to have sixty points in a game, I would have put my entire four hundred one k on that game, and they lost. <laughs> yes. That's the NBA. Mm-hmm. The NBA that happens a lot in the NBA. Also, like. well, now it is. Yes. As a follow up, I don't to that, get it. We are dumb. Because we didn't bet the over on the Bradley Beal 19 and a half points when he came to play the Wizards <clears throat> mm-hmm. in his first game back at Capital One. This is getting dealt to the Suns. Yeah. We're all stupid. We missed an opportunity. Could have cashed in big. Mm-hmm. That was dumb. Yeah. All right. Here, here's Officially my question. And, and maybe we can throw it out to callers. If you had a choice right now, there are two games. NCAA tournament. You've got Caitlin Clark playing in one 
and I'm going to give you an elite game that you don't have a dog in the fight. It's Purdue against UConn. UConn. Oh, EB, it's, it's what are you going to watch? Purdue versus UConn. It's an elite game. Elite yeah. eight game. Well, he I doesn't have, care. Purdue, no UConn. Or Caitlin Clark is uh, against whatever. Well, you'd have to tell like me South that Caitlin Carolina. Clark yeah. was on. But I would yeah. rather watch Caitlin Clark. But you'd have to tell me she was on because I wouldn't know it unless I was like on my Twitter feed at the time. Cakes. Yes. I'd rather go see Caitlin Clark. Yes. I don't even think it's close. Jason Bishop. I'm watching the men. You're watching the men. I think yep. I'm more intrigued really with Caitlin are Clark. Over Caitlin Clark. And I think it's the first time. I mean, I've watched Caitlin Clark. I know what she can do. Now, I'll watch Caitlin Clark in the Final Four, but I mean, I'd rather watch a men's Elite Eight game than I, a Caitlin Clark. I, I think it's JP. the first time that, that women's basketball, like one player has transcended that a male audience may be more interested in her than what the, watching What the ratings do on that for that game? Oh, I'm not sure. What were you going to say, Drab? Well, Caitlin Clark's on TV twice a week, and you're not watching her. So why yeah, did you watch her against Maryland? Uh, no, but I was I was oh, yes. occupied. Oh, okay. okay, but she's on it all the time. Every yeah. game she's is on TV. I yeah. never know. Right, but I'm not. Also, but I'm also not watching random. He's Zach just Eden not games. plugged in. He's just not plugged he, he in. Doesn't, yeah, he doesn't. I'm care. saying that I would in. have a preference. What would you have a preference to watch? I mean, I like watching Caitlin Clark, but I'd rather watch the two best teams in basketball play. Yeah, I'm gonna watch. Inside. I, you know. Look, I, I like watching women hoops. I watched the entire Virginia Tech Carolina game yesterday. I mean, I like getting into, and I'm starting to get into women's hoops just because of that, because I'm kind of following the Hokies, the Lady Hokies. But I'm, if it came down to, all right, you're going to watch UConn and Purdue or, you know, Carolina and Kansas or Houston, you know, a top five, 10 team, I'm going to watch that. I mean, I watched a little of it the other night, but I mean, I was just running around all day. Yeah. It was busy. And that was in the evening. Yeah, it wasn't that game. I caught the end of it. My 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 cousin's wife was going to take her kids, and she she said that tickets were five hundred dollars for that game for I, Iowa Maryland. I thought that might have been even more. She said five hundred. Maybe there were. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I believe it, dude. That's crazy. She, she's she's way more popular than like Diana Taurasi. I'm trying to think who are the most Rebecca Lobo. Yeah, from yeah. way back in well, the day, uh, Reese, the Angel Reese Angel last Reese. year. She's still Angel Reese is still at LSU, yeah. right? And she's yeah. having problems there. early in the year. She's but. still there. She's back. Yeah. What kind uh, of NIL money is Caitlin Clark bringing in? Oh, so that's sure got to be dumb. She's got to be getting. A, I think Angel Reese is well over a million for her yeah. NIL. Yeah, she's I would think paid. she's got to be over in the million dollar range. Got to be. I would think. I've, I'll, but I'll be honest. Saying. I've never <clears throat> been intrigued to watch a WNBA game. I mean, I've seen <clears throat> it on TV. There's no way I've ever watched more than unless a, I knew. There's a no girl. way I've ever watched more than five minutes of it. But Caitlin Clark, I might be intrigued to check it out. Like she hits such long bombs, it's yes. absurd. No, she's I a great know. shooter. She's fun to watch. I would agree. I, I yesterday, I tell you, you guys are kind of mocking me, but uh, it was pickleball slam two. Mm-hmm. I think it was on one of the ESPN. It was on ESPN. Yeah, it was I'm one not... of the ESPNs. How have we mocked you? We haven't had a comment. Well, about you always it. mock me just if I bring up pickleball. Now. I will say I'm a little scared to play pickleball because I tweaked my my Achilles last time I played, and I'm scared of blowing that thing out. <laughs> but they, it's really fun to watch, like Agassi. So it was Agassi, McEnroe, Jack Sock, James Blake, uh, Maria Sharapova, and Steffi Graf. And Who they looks did various, really old. Actually, Steffi. Well, John much McEnroe yeah. looks really old. Yeah, yeah. and he's, he's old, but yeah, he I mean, is he's old. really aging. Um, although his his quickness is unbelievable, still, mm-hmm. I mean, what a phenomenal athlete! Yeah, um, Steffi, I thought looks old. Like she's got kind of a long neck, and mm-hmm. you see the wrinkles in the neck and stuff. How old is she? She's got to be mid fifty five or so. Is she that I old? Because 
I'm actually older than Agassi. I'm like three months older than Agassi, which kind of let me see. It hurts. Birthday's tomorrow. Is... Birthday's tomorrow. I know. She's I expect 54. a big, huge cake from you guys. <laughs> so um, where did they where did they play it? I don't know. Oh. I don't I don't pay attention to those details. All right. But, so um, it was it was Steffi and Agassi, obviously because they're married, and they played Sharapova. No, and... no. Steffi and Agassi and Jack Sock were one team, but Steffi actually oh. played mixed with Jack Sock. Ah, okay. Okay, and Jack Sock is a former. He was number. I think it was as high as number four in the world, maybe number seven in the world. Mm-hmm. Won four times, but he's actually turned now pro he's in pickleball. A, he's a he really good player. Won a pickleball tournament. I watched him on YouTube play somebody, and he just won it, and he was but really good. They did this a year ago, and they did it. Remember with Michael Chang, with Agassi and Macron and all these guys, and they were still just learning the game. They've gotten a lot better in the last year. Mm-hmm. They clearly love the game. Um. I don't know. It's pretty cool to see. And I know I actually thought of JP because JP says when he plays pickleball and like he doesn't sweat. Like Agassi was drenched in sweat. Now Agassi looks like he's probably the least in shape of the four. It's a little chubby. He's a he's a, he's stocky. Right. He's um, always been. He's always been. But he's a you know he's in his yeah. mid fifties. I mean he's stocky. But um he rips. He's 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 a he's a good player, man. Right. Um. I'm not surprised. It's entertaining yeah. to watch. It, it's I I enjoy it. Um. I don't know. I enjoy playing pickleball much more than watching it. Like, I've watched some of it on, like, CBS Sports Network from time to time, and I watch it for two minutes. I'm like, I just can't. I, it, it can't yeah, hold it, my interest. You, you yeah. Even watch watching it, though, great you, players play. If you watch, like, if you saw Mac, if you saw Becker and Lendl and all those guys playing, like, old tennis guys playing. I mean, it might suck me in for bit. five minutes. But That's then about I, it. I think See, bringing it back to college basketball, like, I feel like I should be watching college hoops, but I don't know anybody you, now. You don't like, get, you who's don't... Duke's best player right now? Well, probably Filipowski, but they, you know they got Roach and like there aren't any. They got Proctor. They got some. There good aren't players. any big sillies that I'm aware of. No, could, you, it's well, a, no. It's, some of these guys are going to be NBA players. But oh, you, of course they're going to be. But NBA you players. don't care anymore like you used to. You well, know what things I mean? Plus change. The I know, but portal. sometimes there are big names that will draw my attention. Right. So oh, like. Yeah. I wasn't paying great attention the year that Zion was on the scene, but it was Zion Williamson. I'll tell you. you should, watch I'll Zion tell you. Who you should watch. All right. His name's Dalton Connect. Now, Dalton Connect went to Northern Colorado for four years. Northern Colorado. And you had never heard of him. Now he transfers in. He's playing his fifth year at Tennessee. He's going to be a pro. He's really, really good. Who's the kid with the rec specs that I saw going viral this week? Oh, it's some kid from, like, Indiana State. I saw yeah. him. Uh, I didn't see that. I don't know his name. His name's, like, but last the, name's, like, Avila. A-V-I-L-A. I don't know his but first But, see, name. now you've got, you know, obviously you've got the Super Bowl coming up this weekend. But mm-hmm. then... You know, in spring training, they'll be coming around, but it's all about college hoops in March. Right. And, you know, I mean, unless you're going to, I mean, for me, I watch the golf tournaments on the weekend, but it's it's really starting to ramp up. Right. Who's Kansas's best player? Well, it's Hunter Dickinson, but they've got, you know, McCullough's good. I mean, they've got some good players, but they, you know, Hunter Dickinson, local kid, DeMatha, maybe you start, yeah. you know, rooting for them. They played really well this past weekend against Houston. I don't know. It just got me thinking when it was like, mm-hmm. yeah. Caitlin Clark's the face of college basketball. I I would say. It, have you, would have you ever said the, never thought of it? Have you ever way? said the face of college basketball is a female basketball player? Well, it's been a long time. I don't know that it ever has happened in my lifetime. You know who I felt bad for on Saturday? I went to the Georgetown game. Oh. I thought Ed Cooley was going to just pass out on the side. Why is he losing his s out there? He's just—is he screaming and hollering? Or well, he's just, just so frustrated. I mean, he's trying to keep his composure because he's a professional. But Georgetown was getting doubled just, up by Colin and Marquette, yeah. who's by the way an unbelievable player. Speaking of great college basketball, Colin's really good. You know where Colin started? George Mason. George Mason. Yep. 
What's now his name? Paul George? Tyler Cole. I can understand why he's losing his mind. Georgetown's one and nine in the Big East. Yeah. They were like, is this no. making Ewing look a little better? Well, here's something that, that my father and I were talking about. That when Ewing was there, they did a lot of nostalgia stuff, like on the uh-huh. jumbotron, yeah. on the old. There's none of that. Like it's a new era. Uh-huh. They, they only show the clean. Guy, yeah, they're just focused on on, on the future. Mm-hmm. But they were so lackadaisical. They were getting their doors blown off, turnovers every time down the court. He was doing that bit where he'd call a timeout. They come back in. Marquette would score two points. He'd call another timeout. <laughs> oh, he was, you know? he was so pissed. Yeah, just then just grilling Bad guys. Luck. You know. Yeah. I mean, he probably destroyed those kids in the locker room. 91 to 57. Well, it's not going to get any easier. They're at Seton Hall next. Then they host UConn, and then they have to go to Creighton in their next three. No, but isn't three. just one win? <laughs> they had zero last you know year. <laughs> I mean, so over 100%, it's, it's 100% improvement. I, mean, I grew up, we, we all grew up when Georgetown was legendary. Uh-huh. Sad. Oh, like, they were a national powerhouse. I was a Georgetown oh, no. fan before I was a Maryland fan. And now, now it's just. It's in ruins. Well, dude, the I mean, JT3 era. It's in ruins at this point. Well, the JT3 era looks great now. Oh, he took them to the it, Final Four. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I but this is why railroaded. everything's different now, because of the portal. So mm-hmm. now you have to go out, and you've got to go out and pluck. It's not about recruiting as much as just going out and plucking guys from other programs. Well, and paying And guys. paying them and putting them in. You and then, they, then you you have you know chemistry problems, too. Sometimes that doesn't work. But that's how a lot of these t- these teams are doing it. They're plucking guys from other programs, and they're getting better that this way. This makes me sound 100 years old, but I remember seeing Georgetown host UConn at the Capitol Center back in the day when Iverson was there. Mm-hmm. Crazy, just crazy good game. Like, they've fallen so far. It's yeah. shocking. They're at the bottom. The only team lower than them in the Big East is DePaul. You should see how many... Just an example, Cam Spencer plays for UConn. UConn's yeah. the best team in the country. They're really fun to watch. All right. Cam Spencer is a I believe he's from Annapolis. Okay. All right. And then played at Boys Latin up in mm-hmm. Baltimore. Yep. Started out at Loyola, Maryland, transferred to Rutgers, and now he's at UConn. Right. So he's on his third school. Mm-hmm. Really good player. <clears throat> That's gonna be more than and norm now. It's gonna be more than norm. Yeah. You you look at some of these rosters and you go, wait a minute, wasn't he on another team? Right. Yep. Wasn't he on two other teams? Same thing happened with Timberlake, the DeMatha kid. Earl Started Timberlake. at Miami, yeah. went to Memphis, and now he's at Bryant. Bryant. Yeah. Right. Yeah. No, that's just, it's, I mean, that's the lay of the land now. That's also a one reason why a big sports fan like you probably isn't into it as much because you don't know where these kids are coming from or where they're going. Back and then they're the only back- there for a year. I mean, the fact that, like, Bronny James barely had his best game over the weekend. Right, so I was curious. I haven't seen him play yet. I was USC. curious, yeah. right? So, Bronny James, I saw a bunch of highlights on yeah. ESPN. He had his best game. Was it he had a his mediocre best game. game? Well, I don't know what he finished with in the game, but I got curious. So, I'm watching the highlights. Yeah. I'm like, let me see what the kid's averaging. I think he's Seven. averaging like six points a game. Oh, yeah, he is a freshman. I know, but if he's got LeBron's, they're saying he could play in the league right now. No, that's yeah, he can't. <laughs> I don't, he's got I a, just he's don't got know. A, How many minutes is he getting? I mean, he's, is he getting 15 he, minutes a game? Or more than that. He is. Yeah. Trav, getting back to Cooley for a second, I don't know if you saw this during the game. Here's the headline Ed Cooley had to demand his player to pay attention in team huddle during blowout home loss. Mm. So I guess he's yeah. calls, calls the timeout. Dude, dude's just lunching and mm. not paying attention, and you just grilled him. Bronny's averaging 20 minutes a game. 
37.2% field goal percentage, 27.5% three-point percentage, averaging 5.9 points per game. And he's undersized. Yeah, where, where's he's all the talk for about him guard. playing with his dad? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. His dad, <laughs> like, mean, two weeks ago said he could play. His dad can make it happen, but I don't know. It doesn't mean he's worthy of it. I mean, he had yeah. nine points in the game over the weekend against – USC's not good, by the way. But he had nine points. So, were you talking about a game before that? I mean, I understand. It LeBron, might have been the nine-point game that just showed kid. every I, highlight. I understand, but like you're gonna you're gonna you're gonna make him a bench scrub in the NBA just to we'll go just to, to have bad, him yeah go to play bad, with you go to a bad team yeah and play for you. Bronny's yeah, season kind high. Of embarrassing. His season high is fifteen. Yeah, no, no, it was probably the nine-point game. He had six assists. Okay, so they just they just kind of had a Bronny highlight reel on yeah. ESPN, and like I said, I got curious and I was like. Because I thought, based on the highlight reel, I was like, maybe the kid's averaging 15, 16 look points good? a game. Does he look good in the highlight reel? I mean, he knocked yeah, the highlight down three. Really does. Yeah. Is, he, is he getting any uh, like fast break dunks or anything or oops or, you know what I mean? Like anything exciting. I think he's more of a passer. No, but I've seen some clips of him like finishing yeah, I mean, when at, he was at Sierra Canyon or whatever. He can. He can. Yeah. I, mean, I remember seeing that in high school. Yeah. I just want to see. But the team's not good, so that's not like, if they were ranked, you'd probably see him a lot more. All right, got to take a break. Coming up next, we're going to get back into the Commanders. Dan Quinn is your head coach. He's going to have a presser today. He's our guy. And he's hired as offense coordinator in Cliff Kingsbury. We'll get Chris Russell's take next here on the Junkies. All right, let's go to the BetQL Guest Hotline. Sports betting's come to Maryland. Don't place that first bet without checking with BetQL. They analyze every game to find the most profitable betting opportunities. Get three free days of BetQL access by downloading the BetQL app or visiting BetQL.com. It is our pal Chris Russell, the rooster. Good so morning, Chris. guys. Good morning, guys. How are you? Hey, Good seeing you Hello. on Friday night. Oh man, I had a blast. Uh, thank you, guys, and uh, it was great to see everybody out there. What an uh, what an awesome event, right? I mean, um, you know, I mean, just I, I don't know, just one of those nights where it's cool to do what we do. I mean, there's many of those nights, but it's cool to do what we do when uh, you know when you get to see those nights. And I, I, I know JP, you and I were hanging out a little bit after the show, and you know some people were still there well after the show. And you know, it's just um, you know, it's just cool. Like you know, when they they actually think like I don't know, we're important or something. Hey Rooster, <laughs> I was um, surprised. So there was a portion of the show EB wasn't there. Uh-huh. Portion of the show where. The boys from Bit Season took the mic and asked some questions that we weren't prepared for necessarily. And what one of the, the questions, questions was um, about Chris Russell. Yeah. And they had the guys, they asked the question, how many people here have blocked Chris Russell yes. on Twitter? Yeah. And I... I I would I didn't I would have thought zero, but it was like seven guys raised their what? hands. Yeah, how yeah how um how'd you take that? That would that would hurt my feelings. I, I, I mean, let, first let let me just say Valdez came up to me after the show and apologized, and I said I said there's no need to apologize. I said I am the most hated man for whatever reason on Twitter, on X, and maybe You're not on the radio. Hated. You're just easy to kind of tease. Yeah, whatever. I mean, people pick on me, and that's the and that's the deal Stand i mean line. I, have, line. I have not yeah. blocked the rooster but i know that jp finley's pet peeve is anytime the rooster like retweets anything yep. Yep. he, he he tags tag everybody, and it just well, drives James Yeah, I, I tag things. I uh, <laughs> hyperlink things or, uh, you know, hashtag things, whatever. That The Twitter police is in full effect in our office. I mean, between <laughs> J.P. Finley, C.K., 
Grant, I have never seen men care more about what another man does on Twitter and social media than those three clowns, okay? <laughs> Let me just say that. Uh, I, I, I also want to say, JP, uh, Flame from, from this show is, is my kindred spirit when it comes to Twitter. I, every time I ask him, I said, man, do they bust your chops like they do mine? But you know, cause you tag stuff and whatever and you do all, all the stuff. He goes, no. Oh. And he goes, if they do, bleep them. Who cares? And I'm like, okay, I wish I didn't care, yeah. but I care. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, E.B., more than half the people raised their hand and well, said, block Chris Russell. I got booed when, when they introduced me. I got You're booed kidding. by like 90% of the audience. Oh, my God, that is hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> now, listen, it was, I it know, was bad. I can already tell, like, just from Drab's subtle comment that I took a lot of shrapnel not being there. I can, I, I can only imagine. But... But Russell, Just from Danny. But, I mean, but, Danny but, roasted everybody. No, okay. But Russell is, like, the easiest guy to kind of tease because he does get so riled up. <laughs> so I can imagine. Was the whole night just make fun of Chris Russell No, night? no. Yeah. But and I think prior, can you explain to us, prior yeah. to the gig, you had had a Twitter spat. See, he gets in Twitter right. beefs and yeah. they'll last, yeah, like, all day. stay away from You got I into know. a Twitter spat with Grant Paulson, correct? Yeah. Well, it's been going on and on because Grant makes no sense, and I make all the sense in the world, <laughs> uh, when it comes to who and what type of head coach they should hire. And I said all along that they should hire a defensive first, experienced oh. head coach. I, Cakes, I know, I know, I'm sorry. I, I apologize to you in person it's last good, week. Uh, I, I apologize, I'm sorry. But that's who they should hire, and that's exactly who they should hire. And Grant and Cakes thinks completely opposite. They think I'm a dinosaur, uh, that I was born in like 1948. Uh, and I turned out to be right, so I had to grow a little bit. Well, you didn't turn out to be right because we don't know how this defensive coach is going to be in the future. Like Dan, right, like, the, like, the like fact Dan that they Quinn, hired a defensive if Dan coach, Quinn goes right, right. four and thirteen, correct, three and fourteen, then and gets fired. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Then, I, then I'm going to be running yeah. exactly, which yeah, yeah. I, I which I don't do very well yeah. at this point. Uh, but but I I'm crowing, I guess, and I crowed on stage the other night because. I was right about the defensive first head coach. I was right about Dan Quinn. You guys, um, I don't know if I was on with you the day after the Cowboys game. I was told by a member of the Dallas Cowboys staff that Dan Quinn desperately wanted this job. Now, some people might look that as, as a bad thing, that the guy really wanted the job. I mean, it's not like he didn't have a job. He wanted this job. He was thinking about this job even before the regular season ended. This is the job he wanted, hmm. and even before Adam Peters got hired. So I reported that that day, that mo- uh, the next morning, when, when they reached out to him like an hour after axing uh, Ronald Eugene, and, and I, I mean, he was one of their top candidates. He was near the top of their list. I said something wrong the other night. J.P. Finley took a little umbrage. Uh, he wasn't at the top of their list. He was near the top of their list. I don't know exactly where, but I I know he was high on their list. And right from the get-go, every indication that they made internally, publicly, what have you, was that Dan Quinn was a guy they wanted. And he got the job. Now, you could argue how he got the job, but he got the job. I, I think he's going to do a great job. I, I think so, too. I predicted year three they'll make the playoffs. Let's see what quarterback they draft. I like the fact that they went out and got you know, a, a pretty good um, – a guy with a good reputation uh, at offensive coordinator. Yep. Uh, I don't For know. For the record, you liked Ron I, Rivera and probably I said did. the same thing about I did, him. and I was wrong on that. 
Um, but I'm gonna. I think this guy. I think this is gonna turn out better. I don't know anything about Joe Witt Jr., but he's got a good reputation as well. I mean, and I'm just yeah, gonna Joe, trust. I'm just gonna trust that Dan Quinn right. and Adam Peters are making. They're making the right decisions. Yeah, I mean, Joe's been, you know, the new defensive coordinator, Joe Witt Jr., has been with, you know, Dan Quinn uh, one year in Atlanta. Uh, the last, uh, you know, three years in, in Dallas as the secondary coach, uh, and, 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 uh, and pass game coordinator, I think was his official title. Uh, and now obviously to Washington as a priority hire. As far as Cliff Kingsbury guys, uh, you know, when I got a tip on that, um, right before it exploded on Saturday afternoon, I was like, I had to do a kind of a double tape because we had heard Chip Kelly. We had heard, um, the guy that I think was number one on their list was the guy that went to New Orleans, uh, Clint Kubiak, Gary's kid, who's with Seattle, uh, San Francisco in the Super Bowl. And I had heard also Kellen Moore, who wound up going from LA to Philadelphia, right? Mm-hmm. So Cliff Kingsbury threw me for a little bit of loop because A, I hadn't heard his name yet, and B, he was under uh, like we we thought he was all under a deal with the Vegas Raiders, and then he pulled out of that deal, and he says, "Nope, screw you guys, I'm going to Washington." So, I mean, you take that for whatever it's worth, right? Another guy who wanted who had a job who wound up in uh, I keep saying wanting to say Oakland, Vegas, not a bad place to be, right? Um, and yet wanted to come to Washington with Dan Quinn. Now, again, does, what does that tell you? It doesn't guarantee success, no. but it, 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 it tells you things are a little bit different, right? No well, doubt and, about and it. The, we talked the, about it before that people are willing to come here right. and under the previous regime may not have been. Now. Right. And the thing with Kingsbury, or, you know, who knows what to believe, but they may have been offering less years on the contract than Washington Perhaps. was. Perhaps. I, I don't know the contract terms. I mean, I don't think this team is going to be cheap, cheap under uh, this regime, but I don't think they're going to be, like, blowing people away with a six- or seven-year deal, Jason, to your point. Yeah, right. But, I mean, is it reasonable that they offered him four years instead of three years? Sure. What do you, absolutely. What, do you think, what was Dan Quinn making as a defensive coordinator with Dallas? A couple, couple million? Oh, I would – yeah, I, I don't know exactly, but I'm I would – guess. Let's, I would, say it was t- let's just say it was two. Yeah, I would venture to guess somewhere around that. And then – Maybe a little bit more. Maybe more. Maybe yeah. two and a half or three. Um, yeah. Harris, what do you think Harris is going to pay him? Seven? I mean, he, they were paying Ron eight and a half to run the whole show under a different right, regime so and a different the, contract. Maybe so, they pay him seven or eight? Yeah, yeah. yeah I, I would say seven is, is probably somewhere in that range, uh, you know, give or take. Sure, and I would imagine it's a five-year deal. What I'm curious, I don't know if you guys care, uh, six-year deal. Right. That's mm-hmm. the, that's the going rate for like, that's almost like the bad franchise tax, like Carolina with Dave Canales, uh, San Francisco way back when they hired cousin Kyle, you know, uh, other teams have had to give that sixth year to head coaches. Right. Um, so I'm wondering if now the commanders did not have to pay that. And Seattle gave six to McDonald, correct? There you, there you go. So by the way, it was reported, it was, it was more than Dan Quinn. Signed to stay on with the Cowboys in 2023, a new deal between four and a half to Ooh. five million dollars. Okay, wow, so way off. Sorry, yeah, I didn't think it was. That I much. didn't think coordinators made that kind of cash. Yeah. But I well, guess. I mean, they were obviously very hell bent on keeping him. And you know, look, this is another thing. Uh, I'm sure you guys have talked about this. I may, maybe I just missed it. You know that I was, you know, yelling about. Go figure, me yelling. Uh, Last week is, um, you know, this hurts the Cowboys as much as, I mean, yeah. as much as I believe it will help the commanders. 
this hurts the Cowboys. And, you know, uh, I mean, I mean, um, you know, Quinn will have the opening press conference today and, and we may be able to grab him after May. I don't want to promise anything. We're working on that, uh, cause I'm doing the show from, uh, commander's headquarters. Um, You know, one of the questions you have to ask him is, yeah, I mean, this hurts Micah Parsons. This hurts Deron Blatt. This hurts Trayvon Diggs. This hurts the Cowboys in general. And think about it. It's not only Dan Quinn. Again, it's the new defensive coordinator, Joe Witt Jr. And there, guys, there's more guys coming. I don't have all the names. There's more guys coming from that Cowboys staff. Mm. You know, uh, I think on both sides of the ball. Um, so, you, you know, we got some questions still and some spots to fill out, but that's the one thing that you accomplish here. Again, even though the most important thing is accomplishing the correct head coach. And I, by the way, I, I do believe in my heart of hearts, he will be the right head coach. Everybody, I mean, I have never, like they say through Schefter that they never got more unsolicited texts and, you know, people just reaching out. So people surprise. I'm telling you guys, my phone's been on fire. People I know around the league, people I don't even know around the league, you know, reaching out to me, just being like, dude, this dude is the best leader. You know, the leader of men is a little bit over the best leader, the best galvanizer, the best dude to play for, lead, be around, work around, to be inspired by. And all I can say is this. We all know that building was a little sleepy the last couple of years. I, I mean, I, I liked Ron, but the, but the building was sleepy, period. All right. So let me just get your opinion on something we kicked around if you had to rank these three things in terms of order of importance how would you rank them head coach gm quarterback they're all going to be new here i would for me i go gm so peter's most important quarterback Mm -hmm. head coach head coach higher down in that in in that I agree. You know, threesome. And, and some would say the owner is, you know, one or one A. So, you know, however you mix that in. To me, the head coach is always the least important. And I think that's how people around the league feel as well. Even though it gets the most notoriety, you know, Adam Peters is in charge of, of talent acquisition and talent management. That was where things really went wrong under Ron. We all know some of the bad moves, Carson Wentz, William Jackson, but when he kicked Kyle Smith out of here, they were cooking with a little bit of eh, gas might be strong, but they were cooking that first year with some really smart, shrewd player acquisitions. That didn't cost them a lot of money. You know, guys like Darby and uh, uh, I'm trying to remember, uh, you know, a couple of other, you know, uh, uh, who was the running back that was always hurt, J.D. McKissick, you know, but they were mm-hmm. good for the first year and didn't cost them a lot of money. As soon as he kicked Kyle Smith to the streets, um, it kind of all fell apart. Uh, not that they never had any good acquisitions, but it was rare. You know, to me, talent acquisition, management, procurement, draft, free agency, uh, street free agency, after the draft, all of that is so, so, so important. And it's been what this team has been missing, not only beyond Ron, but forever. You know, I, forever. I would agree that in that order that coach is probably third, but coaching staff That's fair. Is, is very is almost more yeah. important than your quarterback because the coaching staff yeah. impacts how good your quarterback's going to be. No, that's fair. Do you guys like Kingsbury? I didn't get to hear the yeah, early part like of the show. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. yeah, I, I, I do too. I mean, he runs the ball a lot, so I'm, I'm going to be happy about that. <laughs> <into> that. 
<laughs> no, but he, I mean, he, he, listen, he'll, he'll drive you crazy with this air raid spread out, you know, four wide receivers, five wide receivers yeah, from the shotgun stuff. I don't, I know, hate you, that. I know you, I, I, well, I didn't say he, you hate it. I said he'll drive you crazy because it doesn't always work. Now, the thing you hope for is that he doesn't have to deal with baby Kyler, which he did in Arizona. That was the thing that drove him out of Arizona and, 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 and led to failure was dealing with Kyler Murray He's and, yeah. and, and all of his things. Let's just put it that way, right? Because Cliff Kingsbury was very much at odds behind the scenes with Kyler Murray. Yes. So you hope, you hope that if Caleb Williams is the play via trade, I assume, you hope that they know, you know, that they're not getting the, the, the guy who's painting his nails and saying, you know, bleep, uh, you know, bleep Dallas on his fingernails. I mean, you hope that's not what they're getting here. You hope that they're getting a solid dude. Kyler Murray would show up late to meetings all the time. Yeah. And Kingsbury would what could he do? You know? I you could find the guy. There, there was a lot there. Of, there was a lot of things that Kyler Murray was doing and not yes, doing. Yes. Rooster, we gotta run. Great scene Thank you, Friday fellas. night. All right, appreciate you. you. Appreciate the insight. That's part of our big game coverage on one oh six seven the fan presented by Solo <laughs> Stove. Feel the heat of the world's most popular smokeless fire pit. Solostove.com. Welcome back. Chucky's coming to you live on 106.7 The Fan and the Team 980 Super Bowl week. Our big game coverage on 106.7 The Fan presented by Solo Stove. Feel the heat of the world's most popular smokeless fire pit. Solostove.com. And you've got Chiefs against the Niners. We saw this a couple years ago. And Patrick Mahomes has a side story to deal with. His dad... Arrested for his third DWI. Mm. He's served jail time before. I was looking his his mm-hmm. his second DWI. He served um it was like forty days in jail that he served on weekends. But he did have jail time and they're saying this time because it's the third DWI, mm-hmm. he could be in prison for two to ten years. Yeah, I guess because it, it counts as a felony, like the third time you're arrested for it. Is that correct? Yeah, I'm think, not exactly sure. When, of, did, when uh, did it happen? Was he in Texas? I think it was in Texas. Yeah. I mean, I never did he have a problem has, when he was he has pitching? A serious problem. Like if you get pinched <clears throat> three times for DWI, like the guy's an alcoholic. He needs help. Like he needs to go into some sort of detox or treatment facility to deal with his problem. I mean, I'm actually reading one story which says. Says father, this is the headline. Yeah. Father Patrick Mahomes, former Rangers pitcher, faces sixth DWI charge. Well, I hadn't seen that. I'd seen third. Like a ret, maybe he's had six charges against him, arrested for three. I don't know. And this story, right? This story actually says, according to reports, reports indicate it's at least the sixth time Mahomes has been charged with driving under the influence. Mahomes has been booked 11 times since 2009. My my first question is, how does he still have a driver's license? How how is Texas still issuing this person a driver's license? Like, that's... That's unconscionable. I don't like, re- he pitched for like 10, 11 years. Like he should have his I don't driving, remember him having a problem when he, he was playing. He should have his driving playing. privileges revoked for the rest <clears throat> of his life. But again, think about this. this the different story I clicked on says, before his February 3rd arrest, yeah. jail records show Mahomes Sr. has been booked 11 times since 2009, including on charges for driving while intoxicated. Mm. So I don't know why bookings, he's been booked every time, but I'm guessing it all DWI bookings? does not say that. Okay. 
Well, but the other story said six times for DWI. Hmm. But we know this from our pal Drunk Mike, and we're not trying to glorify his no, behavior. Of course not. He used to say, you know, that if they happen in different states sometimes. The information doesn't transfer, maybe. Yeah, or or maybe, they start over. Or maybe, you know, you get it expunged from your record. I worked with a guy, I told you this many, many times before, when I was 18 years old, who had eight DWIs. And mm. he was in his 40s, and his mother, he had to live with his mother. He got all his, all he could do was like mow grass at a golf course. I like couldn't get a job anywhere. Yeah. And his mom would have to drive him to work every day. It was embarrassing. <laughs> it's, I mean, it's embarrassing, but... Again, if you keep getting pinched for DWIs and you keep getting out and then you keep being allowed to drive, something seriously wrong state. with the with the 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 legal system that's allowing that to continue or to happen. Or maybe I mean, I don't know, but maybe he's driving without a license. Maybe that maybe that's the case. I don't know. I'm guessing after 3 he's probably going to have his but if he keeps, license. Look, but revoked. if that's the case and he's driving without a license and he keeps doing it impaired, yeah. then you have to give him a stiffer you know jail sentence. Yeah. I almost got in trouble it. over the weekend. So <clears throat> and I was fi- I honestly I was fine. I had one drink at the bar. Mm-hmm. One, okay? It was some parents on the Friday night before the game, okay? I was at the Downtown Marriott mm-hmm. in Hurting Ithaca, okay? okay? And I lost my ticket. I was a little whatever. And you know how it's like a $20 fee when you lose your parking ticket? Sure. And I, somehow the guy only charged me 2 bucks. Yeah, I, I sweet-talked him. Nice. I ended up giving him 10 Okay. because I said, here, here's 10 Okay. Thank you for the di- Thank you sure. for not charging me 20 It's a good compromise. As I exit the place, I had one drink. Mm-hmm. As I exited the parking garage, I started to notice there's no car. Why are there no cars going in this direction? Oh. I was going I was going the wrong way. Three lanes of traffic. <laughs> and people started moving over to the other lane. I just was out of sorts. I'd mm-hmm. never parked in this garage before. And I had to I was like I went on like two streets the wrong way before oh. I could get out, out of the thing and, and pull into a, a uh a gas station. Mm-hmm. I noticed it immediately within about five seconds, maybe three seconds, but I was already pot committed. I was already in. Yeah. And then I had to go into another one-way street just to get into the uh, gas station. I thought, well, I could definitely get pulled over for driving the wrong oh, way. 100%. And then, you know, these guys going to ask me if I had a, had a drink. And I've literally had one, but he's going to think I've had ten. Yeah, I mean. And now, now I'm going to be in a whole pickle. Sure. You're going to have to do a sobriety test the whole nine. Northbound think of his mugshot. Yeah. He's kind of smiling he, in the mug. Because he's hammered. Yeah, he's, he's yeah, drunk. people are hammered, they smile. Yeah. Like, you can't. Although I did see that and thought, if I ever did get arrested for something, you can't smile. In no, the picture. I, I will smile. Really, make me look innocent. <laughs> I'll be like, I got anything wrong? You can't smile like that. You're showing all your teeth. That's serial oh killer God. smile. <laughs> you got to only show the top row. Oh, I, I, I don't that's, know. I just, that's just my move. I just, all right, but if, if you were arrested for your third DWI, yeah, you takes. How, how, give me your mugshot right now. <laughs> For third DWI, <laughs> well, you, you, you don't want to look guilty because you go to a jury trial. I think if you smile, that means guilty. <laughs> Nobody goes know. to jail happy if they're innocent. Yeah, we just. I got him. That's a smile, right? He's not showing teeth. Yeah, but he's, he's it's under a the influence. Smile. So he's yeah, he's probably drunk. still happy. So I just rule that out. Let's just assume you're not drunk. <clears throat> I think I'm going to smile when I get arrested. <laughs> well, let's just hope it doesn't happen. 
Uh, please put him away for multiple years. It's just embarrassing, and what a distraction. What, I don't oh. even know this. What kind of relationship does he have with this? I know he's been on the sideline with him before, like at their big games. Yeah, I've seen him. He's in the booth there with. Uh, Is he always in there with with Brittany Mahomes and with with his son Jackson and with Taylor Swift? I mean, his he's son a, is so rich. He, I actually he just have, heard he should it, have a personal driver. It's crazy. That's exactly what I thought. I had just heard an interview with him <clears throat> in the last week, and the the person who asked him the question said, "Is your son the greatest of all time?" And he was so reasonable. He was like, he was like, "Well, he's he's on that path." He's like, "But I don't want to take away anything from Peyton Manning, and I don't want to take away anything from you know the goat Tom mm-hmm. Brady and and Joe Montana." It was a very reasonable argument that he was giving. He was like, "Yeah, my son's great, but you well, know, he's, he's got to win more Super Bowls." He was super. He was sober. Yeah, <laughs> he was sober. <laughs> Big difference. Probably was sober. Yeah, uh, it's a terrible story, though. Terrible story and a terrible distraction. All right, coming up next, we'll yeah, switch gears. EB's going to fill us in on the Grammys that went down last night I am? with the entertainment page. Next, here on the Junkies. Welcome back. Junkies come to you live on 106.7 The Fan and the Team 980 in the DMV. 910 The Fan in Richmond. And we are streaming live on the Odyssey app. Wherever you may be, you can take us on the go. And also watch us on the Monumental Sports Network presented by Crop Metcalf, official heating and cooling company of the Junks. Looking to be their next five-star HVAC technician or plumber? Just visit CropMetcalf.com to join their team. Later this hour, going to give you a chance to win some tickets to go see... Rob Zombie and Alice Cooper in Rob concert. Rob Zombie singing right now behind also, us. Also, Pixies and Modest Mouse. Mm, very good. Feels like we're at HFS when we give away that, that is Modest true. Mouse my buddy, my buddy Tom, who's a little older than us, he's a huge Pixies guy. I don't hmm. have much of a file on, I don't either. on Pixies. I don't, I don't know. either. But I think I it's think a, they were influential and kind of popular. But yeah, a little before. Maybe you should get tickets. Surprise them. Merriweather Post Pavilion. I don't want to go. <laughs> yeah, I said, you don't have to go. Give him Tom. tickets. Yeah, Hook him up with a couple tickets. The, the hey, one, I got the, your tickets. The one song. I don't, He's hooked you with a million rounds of free gold. I don't know much about the Pixies, but the, when the monkey, monkey's gone to heaven, is that Pixies? I mean, if you're saying so, I'm going to have to be forced to believe you because I don't know. This monkey's gone to heaven. You've heard that song. <laughs> Maybe I have. <laughs> Valdez, can you throw a little Pixies, monkey's <laughs> yeah. gone to heaven? Maybe he can. I'm pretty sure that's the Pixies. Let me see if the Pixies won a Grammy as we open up the entertainment oh, page. I don't, think, I don't think they won one. <laughs> Very nice. Sponsored entertainment That's page. Sure. Thank you, Cakes. Yeah, Sponsored by my friends, BMW of Fairfax, who not only stand behind our military, but those who stand behind them. Maximize your military benefit with silly savings on most new BMW models, like the almost $7,000 off new 5 and 7 series sedans. Confirm your eligibility now at ID.me. Of course, talk to my guy, Mike Walker. Tell him your boy EB sent you. He'll hopefully set you up. It is it just an, the, all their vehicles are incredible. If you're into electric, they got all that options for you, too. Used, all that. Drabby, you need to get hooked. Um, all right. So the Grammys were on last night. And I know one of my daughters, actually both my daughters were interested in watching. My one in uh, up in Ithaca, I she watched, was watching. I watched Zippy, but I did watch a little bit of. You like the red carpet. Red carpet. <laughs> still love red carpet. And they had Miley all... looked ridiculous. She looked good. <laughs> yeah. She had a weird hair thing she was doing. The hair was a little weird, but the she body was barely looked wearing ridiculous. anything. Yeah. Yeah. The body was tight. Yeah. Way better than Taylor Swift. Body? <laughs> well, I just yeah, Taylor Swift's just, I mean, how tall is Taylor Swift? She's I would like say seven feet Miley's tall. sexier. I don't know how tall she is. No doubt. No, she's 5'11". 
I'm just uh, I'm out on Tay Tay. <laughs> well, you're just we're well aware. you wouldn't be out on Tay Tay if there if she wasn't <laughs> dating Kelsey. <laughs> I don't know. It's a little, just the overexposure is a little much. I but, agree with that, though. But, I mean, God bless her. She's super talented. And she won, I think, her uh, 13th Grammy and her record fourth album of the year Grammy hmm. last night. Which one um, was that? Midnight's? I don't know. I, I think so, yeah. Miley won her first two Grammys. Joni Mitchell performed for the first time at 80 years old. Yeah. Wow. I actually did watch a little before I switched over to The Pickle. I watched um, Tracy Chapman perform Fast Car with uh, Luke Combs, and apparently, do you have some of it? Uh, Tracy Chapman is like very reclusive, doesn't perform a lot. Songs are 20 out of 10. It's so great. Smash a lot. only problem was it lasted forever. It's like the same riff over and over and over. People were going crazy. I thought she looked great too, by the way. She's well, she 59 sounds amazing. Years old. I don't care what she looks like. Her voice, like, there's no sweetener there. There's no, not no. studio doctor. It's just like, pure, she sounds like she's on a record. It's pure, raw yeah. Tracy Chapman. Yeah. But I thought she looked great. 59 years old. She looked great. Sounded great. Luke Combs, he looked kind of dumpy. <laughs> well, that's that's his brand, right? Yeah. He's a big dumpy. Are yeah. we going to play big the audio? So Jay-Z apparently is upset in some ways that Taylor Swift has won four albums of the year. Beyonce wins a million Grammys, but has never won I think she's album got 36 Grammys she's won, and she's never. Remember, Kanye went nutty the one time when Tay-Tay won yeah. album of the year. So I don't know. It I is guess... a little weird. You would think if you've won all these Grammys, you probably would have won album of the year. I mean, it's so subjective, but yeah, I mean, sure, I agree. And I don't really understand the difference. There's album of the year, song of the year. There's record of the year. Yeah. How is record of the year different than a song? I think song of the year is the songwriter. I think okay. album of the year is the performer. Sometimes so, it commingles. So, okay. so who won song of the year? Did you already uh, say that? I have the whole list. I think it was like from a soundtrack. I have or the whole list. Oh, it was. Oh, it was Billie Eilish. What was I made for? Billy yeah, Eilish. Yeah, so album of the year was Midnight's Taylor Swift. Record of the <clears throat> year was Flowers. Song of the year, Billy Eilish. Best new artist, I don't believe it was Jelly Roll. No. It was some chick named Victoria Monet. I'm sorry, I'm not familiar. I don't familiar. know about her. Uh, best pop vocal album, Taylor Swift. Miley again for best pop solo performance. You know, I'll just skip that. Let me see. Best rock performance, Boy Genius. Yeah, um, I actually like them. I don't think I know. Don't know anything all, about Boy Genius. They're all group, or all girl band. Okay. Oh, is that right? Best yeah. rock album, This Is Why, Paramore. Uh, Paramore, best alternative music performance. So this would be right up your alley, Cakes. Best metal performance, <clears throat> Metallica. Very good. For the new uh, album, 72 Seasons. Does Paramore have your formula, the female singer, yes. male that's rock my, band? That's Haley my sweet Williams? spot. Is that her name? Haley, 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 Haley Williams. Williams. My sweet spot is female lead singer, Male backing band. I can't I can't resist now these. I don't know why. So there My you go. Thing. Um I you know what? I have to click on the website to go see the country winners. Uh, it, it's not on this link here. So did you want to play Jay Z or no? We don't care. And Trevor Noah was we the love host. Y'all. Yeah. We love y'all. We love y'all. We want y'all to get it right. At least get it close to right. And obviously it's subjective. Y'all don't gotta clap at everything. Obviously it's a Obviously, it's subjective because 
you know, it's music and it's opinion based, but you know, some things, you know, I don't want to embarrass this young lady, but she has more Grammys than everyone and never won album of the year. So even by your own metrics, that doesn't work. Hmm. I mean, I understand the beef. Bitterness. I don't so know. she wins all the time for, like, song and record of the year, but doesn't win album of the year? I guess. I mean, maybe her albums were stinky and she just had one good song each time. <laughs> I don't know. I'm not beef. sure. Where the I hell does she put? You know how you want to win one Emmy? When you win 39 Grammys, where the hell do you yeah, put do you all put of those? Well, you have, well, they you have, like, if you have a grand piano, well, I would imagine, like, room. you have a some, big silly trophy room. Some reason yeah. I would imagine, like, on a grand piano, you might have one or two. I just want one Emmy. <laughs> I guarantee you her trophy room is as big as your basement. <laughs> yeah. So there's plenty of it's room. It's extensive. Jay-Z's probably got a ton, too. I'm sure he does. Oh, yeah. Sick. Person of the year, John Bon Jovi. <clears throat> Person of the year. I don't know. That's a weird, <laughs> that's a weird award. Um, Carl Weathers died. I know. This, this is, and this is interesting because he's on the commercials for FanDuel with Gronkowski. Well, I think they've had the commercials now. Them. Yeah, it's terrible. Out of respect have. to the family, they, yeah, they yeah, said yeah. they're going to tweak the commercials. So he yeah. apparently died in his sleep. Yeah. Just, you know, still active. Unexpected. Still Sly did a video, and if you saw it, he talked about mm-hmm. how his day was rocked uh, hearing the news. I guess well, Apollo you... Creed was a perfect foil to Rocky. Yeah. yeah. It's one of the great characters. Yeah, an amazing he character. He was known for playing Apollo Creed in the first four Rocky movies. His other credits include Predator, great Happy Gilmore, Predator. Force 10 from Navarone. I've never heard of that. Close Encounters of the Third Kind. Uh, I... He played a bounty hunter on Star Wars, uh, The Mandalorian. That's correct. He appeared in Chicago Fire, Chicago PD, Chicago Justice. Love Chicago. Yeah. Um, do you know how sad it was when Drago killed him in the ring? You know how much yeah, that was affected bitter. me? Like, yeah. Rocky, wouldn't th- Rocky wouldn't throw in the towel? Because he told him not he to. He told him no matter what, don't throw in the towel. Don't throw the towel. He he's getting beaten senseless by this doped up Russian. Right. Throw in the towel, Rocky. Yeah, but then, then you had the cool... Uh, scene where Rocky gets in his like Ferrari or Lamborghini and the music starts playing and he starts getting the flashbacks. Yeah, yeah that's true. It's a very good point. Such a great movie. And that gets him inspired to then yeah. fight Drago. Mm-hmm. Well, one thing I did want to mention. That was the cheesiest of the Rocky movies, though. Yeah, but it was good. Yeah, it was good. I think, cheesiness on a good level. Just that, like, at the end, like, all the Russians started rooting right. for Rocky. Right, I know. Of course, that's not going to happen. They're fighting in Moscow. I'm sure they're going to start rooting for the Americans. Where, what's the... Um... What's that uh, actor's name by Drago again? Uh, Dolph Lundgren. Dolph Lundgren. He's he's not Russian. He's German, isn't he? I don't I'm think he's sure. German. I think oh, no, maybe he's Swedish. Swedish. He's like Nordic. Yeah. He's Swedish. Yeah. yeah. I think he's battling like lung cancer. Yeah. I think he's had it for quite a while. Yeah. Um, so a couple other things I did want to bring up. If you noticed, all the celebrities that I, I only watched about twenty minutes. Then of course I had to watch what cakes. Pickle. You had to watch pickleball because <laughs> I had to watch McEnroe and Agassi play. I loved it. <laughs> The girls were all on a Zempic. Like Christina Aguilera, she was at her, like her age 17 weight. Okay. Um, obviously, Oprah. Right. Uh, they show Kelly Clark. Like Didn't all we these talk women. about Aguilera? Is she the one that has Parkinson's or something? Parkinson's? No. The one is Celine Dion. She's no, no the one. I know her, but. Didn't we talk no, about. Yeah, you're, no, you're oh, thinking no, of. Oh, no, I'm thinking of um, Applegate, maybe. Apple, Christina <laughs> yeah, Applegate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's Celine got Dion MS. Have a, like a weird. She has okay. stiff person syndrome. Stiff person syndrome, yeah. Yes. Or stiff. <laughs> Whatever it's called. Stiff, let me see. I think you're right. Stiff person syndrome, something like that. And she presented the award to Taylor. And remember, there were some there were some rumors that came out a few weeks ago that she was like wheelchair bound mm-hmm. and she couldn't 
and she wants to perform again, but she's got she's got an incurable disease. I think it's called stiff person syndrome, something like that. Um, but she was there, and she presented the award to Taylor Swift, and your girl Taylor Swift is so self-absorbed, she completely ignored Celine Dion, and she's being destroyed. <laughs> well, she should be. Well, she gave her no love whatsoever. You know there, a lot like- of times, like... Like the presenter will give you the word and they kiss each other. Yeah, yeah. And so they whisper a little sweet yeah, yeah, things sure. to each other. No. Taylor was so caught up in her own moment with her little Aaliyah. She just looked. She's not even looking at her. Watch this, Cakes. She gave her zippy. Yeah, look. She's got that big, dumb, open mouth. Smart, like, oh, God. I don't like her. Look. <laughs> look. And look. She's not even looking at Celine Dion. Completely ignores her. She doesn't care about her. Yeah, she didn't give her much, <laughs> many attention dollars right there. Zippy. Now, afterwards, she did pose for a picture with her backstage yeah. to maybe make up for it. Um, but anyway. Yeah, she's caught up in the moment. Caught up in the moment, for sure. Uh, Pat Mahomes, not the only guy pulled over over the weekend cakes. My guy, Darius Rucker. And I saw oh, the mugshot. Yeah. He uh, was not smiling. He was not. He, he was looked, not smiling. He looked, mugshot. He looked bad. Um, he, he got turned busted up. for like a, a simple possession charge, right? Like he pro- had magic mushrooms. Oh, he did. He yeah. had weed. What is a magic mushroom? Drab, you're a resident drug. It's like a psychedelic. What is it? What is a magic mushroom? I don't really know what that is. A pill. Psychedelic mushroom. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. It's a pill. Or mushroom. No, it's not a pill. No, it's, it's an actual mushroom. mushroom. Shrooms. Yeah. Guys, it says magic mushroom pills. That's what it says well, here. I don't know what that oh, is. I don't know. Never heard of that. <laughs> heard of that. I mean, maybe it's not. Maybe the edit. Maybe whoever wrote this yeah, is clueless too. But well, well, maybe. I mean, I guess you can grind them up and put them in pills. I'm sure it works just the same. <clears throat> right. So apparently he uh, t- he was actually arrested in February of last year. He was pulled over for expired tags. Mm. They smelled the weed because you can smell the weed from a mile away. It's yeah. heinous. Um, he denied it. Um, but then he handed them a marijuana blunt from his pocket. They searched the vehicle. They found a THC pen and 14 unmarked pills. See, this wouldn't have mm. happened if he had kept up with his tags. I, I still don't believe, like, I was behind somebody, like, just last week, whose tags said expires 621. Wow. 21. How's it not been pulled We're over? 2024. That's like you're just begging to get pulled over. Like a cop, you just see that and you instantly pull over. I stole the car. I don't know. But aren't you going to... Like get a fake tag and a fake sticker. I was bitter this morning. Some guy had his taillights did not work at all. I was so bad. He pulled out in front of me. I almost hit him. That's mega dangerous. Oh my gosh! I I hate that. I wanted to scream. You think he's he doesn't know that the taillights are off? Probably doesn't know. A lot of times guys don't know. It's got to be a signal in your car and an alert. No. No. Okay. Certainly. Anyway, I was bitter. I wanted to scream at him. Change your effing lights. Maybe you're driving behind uh, Pat Mahomes Sr. He's back out on the road again. Almost hit the guy. Freaking menace. I just learned something. and Because I got the new car, I'm trying to figure out how things connect. Um, I never use Waze unless I use Waze, Mm -hmm. right? Yeah. But because of the program that I'm using in the car, the uh, whatever it is called, Mm -hmm. the Waze is always up even though there's no... Ma- there's no destination. Okay. And I just learned that even with a blank ways open, it does alert you to the um to the speed, the speed uh, traps. The speed and... traps. Yeah. That's, that's great. Good. I never knew. I just learned that today. Fantastic. And so I should never get another speed trap. I should never get another speed trap camera again. That's if you're paying attention. Well, no, it screams <laughs> out at you. It says speed trap right. ahead. Well, then you should never get another and one it, ever again. 
And I've never had my Waze up unless I use Waze. But now it just comes up automatically, even though I'm not using it. There you go. And so it's tracking for me. Correct. It's going to save me thousands. (laughs) If you're not paying attention, you'll Dude, I realized today there's like four speed traps, like right around, like once you right get into D.C., Mm -hmm. I had no idea. (laughs) I had no idea those cameras were there. Where, I know where the ones exactly? up in Connecticut by me, oh, okay. but I, they're like every 100 yards in this one section one of section. D.C. Yeah. Oh, like, you got to find an alternate route. I'll tell you what, I'm glad, no, just no, drive slow. I'm yeah. glad there's no speed cameras on the on 66 going out of the city because <laughs> I would get a ticket every single day. Yeah. How long was your commute on Friday? 35 minutes. There was no traffic. No, oh, no, I mean bizarre, to get to right? the event. Yeah, it's 35 insane. minutes. There was no traffic you made it on to the bus. Bethesda in 35 minutes. <clears throat> Maybe sometimes 40. Sometimes there's no traffic there, at that there time. Was, there was literally no traffic. I was now, shocked. sometimes you're doomed. <clears throat> and just there was no up. red on the Google Maps. Zippy. I, Silly. It was all blue. I said, yeah. I'm shocked. I can't. Yeah. <clears throat> it's hard to predict. That's why you got his house. By the way, when we pulled into the garage, <laughs> Drab and I went, met up at the parking kiosk to pay for our parking at the same time. It was like. Two Very chim- confusing. It was like two chimpanzees stumbling upon like a laptop, like they had never seen the technology. No, no, that before. that machine was confusing for some reason. It was reason. a little confusing. I didn't but pay. We were we were like cavemen trying to figure yeah. out how to start fire. Like it probably didn't need to pay. Very confusing. Yeah. Right. There's a uh, lot happening. I went in there. There was nobody at the gate. There was no ticket to be pulled. Yeah. I just parked. Yeah. There's just signs. And then saying, it said, "You didn't Friday see all the signs." I'm signs. just telling you. I got hooked. All right. Are we going to learn more about Cliff Kingsbury next? I guess so. Sam Fortier, who writes for the Washington Post, covered Cliff Kingsbury back when he was at uh, Texas Tech in 2017. So we'll talk to Sam Fortier from the Washington Post next here on the Junkies. Welcome back. Junkies coming to you live on 106.7 The Fan and the Team 980 in the DMV. Dan Quinn will be formally introduced later today as your commander's new head coach. And we've learned he's hired a new defensive coordinator and a new offensive coordinator. That's Cliff Kingsbury. Sam Fortier, who covers the commanders, the Washington Post, covered him back in Lubbock, Texas in 2017. So we wanted to get him on to learn a little bit more about Kingsbury. And he joins us now. What's up, Sam? Hey, guys. Thanks for having me. Of course. So give us a scoop. I don't even know. Is that where you went to school? (laughs) No, no. I I went to Syracuse, but... Uh, I was okay. working for the Ringer in in 2017, ah, I and gotcha. I was doing a story. Gotcha. I was actually doing a story on college football team chaplains uh, uh-huh. and kind of how that role was evolving. It was around when Dabo Sweeney was baptizing kids at practice, and I was kind of wondering about the role. Uh-huh. And, and so I went to Lubbock to do a story about that. Ended up also doing a story about Cliff because uh, you know I, I would be in the building, and everybody would say, "Oh, Cliff gets here at 4 a.m. Cliff gets here at 4 a.m. He's always the first one in the building." And I was like, you know what? I'm here for a week. Like, let me see if he actually is. So a random day while I was there, I showed up and 4.06 a.m., the, the white Escalade pulls into uh, the parking lot and Cliff and I went in and he got a workout in and it was, uh, you know, it was, it, was, it was a good time being around him. Sam, it seems like he's a guy that we would love. We hate meetings. And in your tweet, you said his staff meetings usually lasted between six and eight minutes. Like he's all yeah. about the efficiency. Exactly. I mean, this is a guy who he believes in that Malcolm Gladwell thing, you know, the the 10,000 hours of mastery. And so he would, you know, at least when I was there and and I would, you know, walk by the office, he'd he'd watch film three hours a day. And he he was like, you know what, I got to communicate 
um, to my guys this message in, in a real succinct way. I remember I was in a team meeting once, and he walked in, and he was in there for, for like I said, six to eight minutes, and it was three positive clips showing you know people what they should do, three negative clips saying, hey, we got to clean this up, and then he was out. So uh, the, hopefully his press conferences aren't like that is all I'm saying. So when you look back at his sort of resume of quarterbacks that he's worked with, you can't deny it's pretty incredible. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, Case Keenum at Houston, Manziel, Caleb Williams, Patrick Mahomes. I mean, all those guys, like, that, that they're, they're very impressive quarterbacks. And so I think that's the thing. You know, when I was in Lubbock, the thing was is that, you know, def- defensive players told me, oh, you know, we don't feel like the head coach is behind us. And that was something that Cliff was focused on. Hey, making sure the whole team knows he's behind them. But now – you know, he can be an offensive coordinator um, and really focus on, I think, doing what he loves, which is, you know, scheming up game plans, developing quarterbacks. And, you know, we can get into, you know, some of the schematics of, of how he could do that. But I think this is really going to put him in a position to succeed, especially after having, you know, eight years of, of head coaching experience as well. Yeah. Do you think he's just one of these guys that falls into the category of really good offensive coordinator, probably not cut, not cut out to be an NFL head coach going forward? And it's, look, that's no slight. I mean, some guys are just like that, like Josh McDaniels, great offensive coordinator, bombed out as a head coach. Like he's not the only guy that kind of fits into that category. Do you see uh, him as the same way, Kingsbury? Yeah, it's possible. I mean, I guess we'll find out this year, right? Because this is going to be his first offensive coordinator job really since, you know, he, he helped Manziel win the Heisman more than a decade ago. So this is this is going to be, I think, a big test for him, you know, if you are devoting 100% of your time to, to being an offensive coordinator, to calling the plays, you know, I know he was, was in USC last year, but uh, mm-hmm. I think that's, that's a huge uh, question mark I have, uh, especially, you know, with how this air raid scheme is, is going to look in, in the modern NFL because, you know, Greg Olson pointed out on Twitter um, a couple weeks ago, the quarterbacks who had success, who had a lot of success, young quarterbacks who had success this year, C.J. Stroud, Jordan Love, Brock Purdy, those are guys in West Coast systems who get under center on early downs, and that helps them throw the ball. Cliff Kingsbury has always been, obviously, an air raid guy, lots of shotgun. He, the lowest you know, uh, percentage he ever had in a season in Arizona was 88% in shotgun, which is very wow. high. So I'm, I'm very curious how he's going to fit in his offensive system um, with the modern game with probably a young quarterback. It helps if it's a guy he knows in Caleb, but – uh, I'm sure we won't talk about that until April. Well, you did point out in your article that you wrote with Nikki Javala in the Washington Post that he does call runs at a higher a higher rate than Eric Bieniemy, right? Well, doesn't <laughs> yeah, everybody? Um, I, I was going to say that I don't know if that is a uh, particularly notable. Thing. I mean, like, look. So, just to put my nerd cap on for for a second, basically in, in score neutral situations when the clock is not or the clock and the scoreboard aren't telling you you have to run or pass. Uh, Kingsbury is about 56% pass, or he was, I should say, over his four years in Arizona. Last year, Eric Bieniemy was nearly 62%, which is like one of the highest rates we've seen in the non-Kansas City Chiefs category um, in a long time um, from teams. So Kingsbury still throws the ball a lot, don't get me wrong, but it's not as drastic as we saw last year. I would have thought it was higher than that. <laughs> Seemed like it was more than 62%. That's, uh, so I'm talking just in, like, score-neutral situations. Yeah, so if yeah. you're down by two touchdowns, it stops counting. Right, right. All right, so what's your overall thought on him as an OC here? I think it's going to be a good yeah, hire. I, 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 think, I think if he 
can show, hey, you know, I, I learned these things from, from my offense in Arizona. Um, I can make the tweaks to help this young quarterback, whether it be, you know, uh, more under center, more, um, you know, tools to, to develop him and give him easy answers on early downs. I, I think that is some of the things that would help us avoid seeing uh, the trajectory that Sam Howell went through last year. If he can, you know, come in and, and focus 100% of his energy on, on calling offensive plays, developing a quarterback, I think he could be a really good hire, particularly given his experience. And he's not going to be an offensive coordinator that is uh, necessarily trying to go be a head coach again right away, I think. Mm-hmm. Sam, do you have any insight or intel on why Kingsbury spurned the Raiders and wound up accepting the job from the commanders? I don't. I've seen the reports like you guys that the contract negotiations broke down, but I, I don't have insight on that. And I don't know that to be true. I just know that, uh, that, you know, he, he was set to become the Raiders uh, OC and, and backed out. Hmm. So next year, do you think it's a possibility? I kind of threw this out earlier um, next year that, you know, whoever they draft, whether it's Caleb or Drake may or Daniels, uh, I would assume it's going to be one of those guys, but do you see a scenario where Sam Howell, might be the starting quarterback in the first month, five, six weeks, and then they kind of slowly work the rookie in? Or do you think whoever they draft is instantly inserted? That's, I mean, it's a tough question right now. But, yeah. I mean, I, I could see a it, – it's tough because whenever you take a guy that high, yeah. you want to start him right away. You want to maximize every bit of their rookie deal. You want to let them learn on the field. Um, but I will say this. Sam Howell played in an air raid offense at North Carolina. He's very familiar with a lot of the principles. I think that Cliff Kingsbury is going to be bringing in. So the whole, Oh, Sam's going to have to learn his, his third offense in, in three years, I think actually is, is going to be really helped by the addition of Kingsbury. Cause this is going to be things that he spent a lot of time in. So if Sam were to start, um, I, I think it would be, you know, you wouldn't have to worry as much, but I have a hard time seeing them take a guy, first, second, third, or whatever, uh, first or second, and and not have him start right away. Yeah. So where are you overall on what I've kind of dubbed the big three? Like, <clears throat> people were kind of meh on Quinn um, as a head guy, not the sexy hire, kind of a retread in many people's minds. But now adding Kingsbury and then him bringing – what is it? Wit. Wit. Yeah. Wit from Dallas. He's he's worked with for the last four years, which is kind of a double whammy, right? Because you take two coaches from Dallas' staff. You got to like that. Sort of as a big three overall, do you feel a little maybe better? I don't know if you felt bad, but, you know, do you feel a little more confident maybe if you're a Commanders fan today than maybe you did last week? Yeah, I think that you can feel cautiously optimistic. I, I get the concerns. I, I don't think – that Dan Quinn is, is Ron Rivera 2.0. I know that the fan base has been worried about that, but I, I don't see it that way. I think that particularly with Kingsbury and Quinn, you have a lot of experience. You have head coaching experience. And with Witt, I think one of the big things is he has expertise in the area of your defense that was the worst last season in the secondary, right? And so mm-hmm. if, he can, if he can bring in a good secondaries coach, if, if they can get the back end right, um, I think that would go a, a long way toward helping this defense. And, and so I would say – I, I get some of the concern, but I, I think that the moves that they've made so far um, should should give you cautious optimism. Sam, I, you know, I think that they're going to go quarterback early, obviously first round, uh, second round. I, I would think they would certainly address the offensive line. But via free agency, what are some of the positions that you think they target in free agency as opposed to the draft? I would think maybe receiver. 
tight end could be a situation. Well, tight end, they could go draft uh, a tight end too. But I don't know. Do you have any thoughts on free agency? And they're going to have a lot of money to spend, right? This this roster is going to look totally different next year with all the money they're going to spend. And I'm sure some of the guys that are on the current roster will be gone too. But um, any thoughts on, on free agents, on, on what they're going to target, what positions they'll target? With the caveat that I haven't dug into the free agent class as much quite yet, uh, I would say what, what you said, I mean, offensive line, I think the, the receiver class is supposed to be pretty good. Um, I mean, this, this team has a, a ton of holes. I would say defensive back uh, is another one that they, they can go after. Right. Um, you know, I'm, I'm kind of curious, are they going to franchise tag Cam Curl? Um, I mean, I think that's a, a situation worth monitoring. It would be a lot at, at like $17.2 million, I think, is the projection. Wow. Um, but, I mean – you know, if if you want to, you know, keep a defender like that, do you? I, I don't know. I mean, for continuity, it, it's there's a lot of moving pieces here. And now that we have an offensive coordinator and a head coach slash defensive coordinator with with a you know defined scheme, I think now you can kind of start going through those lists and saying, all right, who fits at what price? How are we going to juggle this thing? So it's it's a really it's an interesting question that that I'm looking forward to digging into here in, in the coming weeks. All right, Sam, appreciate the time and insight. That's Sam Fortier from the Washington Post. Talk to you soon. Thank you, buddy. Thanks, guys. Thank you, Sam. Appreciate you. All right. Thank you, pal. Hey, right now I'm going to hook up caller number 10 at 800-636-1067 with two tickets to go see Rob Zombie and Alice Cooper. Freaks on Parade 2024 tour, Tuesday, September 10th at Jiffy Lube Live. Tickets are on sale now. For tickets and more event information, visit thefandc.com slash events. That's courtesy of Live Nation. All you have to do, though, is be caller number 10, 800-636-1067. Welcome back. Chucky's coming to you live on 106. I'm the fan and the team 980. We just hooked up the 10th caller with some Rob Zombie tickets. Well, we told you before we had tickets to go see Pixies and Modest Mouse. Caller number 10 right now. We'll hook you up with two tickets to see Pixies and Modest Mouse with special guest Cat Power. Summer 2024, Friday, June 14th at Meriwether Post Pavilion. Tickets are on sale now for tickets and more event info. Visit thefandc.com slash events. That's courtesy of Live Nation. Sister Pixies, here comes your man. Yeah, I don't know. Yes. He's giving a thumbs yes. up. Yeah, here comes your man, Pixies. All right, it's mm. another popular song. You've heard this song before. Let me hear crank it up. I'm not sure that I have. Really? Oh. This is a pretty popular song back in the late 80s. Not on my uh, cassette deck, yep. it wasn't. Not, a, <laughs> not at my house. Back in the HFS days. Hey, everybody had different tastes and music. What was your music up? show called, Jason, at Salisbury? So you had a you had a partner, right, that you DJed with? Yeah, Nikki. Um, I don't know if we actually had a name you for the show. You love Oingo Boingo. Cafe. I, I think we call it. Oh, the Salt, SSU Cafe. Uh, SSU Cafe, maybe. It's a good one. Dan yeah. Quinn probably listened. Sports rap was Dan the Dan Quinn was probably sitting show. by his radio listening yeah. to you guys spin tunes back in the 80s. I knew Dan Quinn before anybody in Washington yeah, knew him. Yes, you did. This guy knew him. Did you ever actually know him, or you just... Uh, we we like, we I don't weren't. know if maybe you went to the same bars. No, sometimes. we weren't friends. I'm just going to guess. Now, I don't he hung know out with this. a different crowd. I'm going to guess that the Salisbury Seagulls football team, like they would get after it. Probably oh. drink like kegs upon Probably, kegs of beer. Yeah. Who do they play? I have no idea. Like Guilford and... It's like a Div- Division three or Division yeah, it was two? it D3. Okay, yeah. yeah, yeah. They were actually pretty good my... That year when he was a senior. My guess is they went leg- to the playoffs. Legendary drinkers. I would just, I'm just probably. Assuming. I mean, I didn't know a lot of the football <laughs> Most players. Likely. I knew more of the basketball players, but um in the pictures he, he did have the world's largest shoulder pads. Well, he's a big dude. Seen. He's still a big dude. Yeah. 
But yeah, he, I mean, he was a defensive lineman. By the way, the the pick of him coming off the video of him coming off the 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 private jet, yeah. it looked like the jet was too small. Like he just he had to come out of that tiny ass door to yeah. get down the steps. Yeah. It just looked like spring for a little bit bigger jet. <laughs> I mean, come on, like, put him on a bigger aircraft, please. Sure, now, it was sure, a nice ride. I'm sure it's worth millions of dollars. You know, yeah. private jet, but it looked like kind of tiny. I didn't see him come out of the the uh, the, the, the commanders jet. put out a video on Instagram. Looked like he was traveling with his wife, and Peters yeah, was there with Peters his wife. Met him, I think, when he touched down. Mm-hmm. Do we Here, know what time that was? I have, in the no, middle I have of the no night? clue. Couldn't tell you. So he's having his presser today at two thirty. That is correct. I wonder if will Kingsbury also have a presser. You think he'll have? I'm going to guess they won't do it on the same day. No, no, Probably. not the same day. I don't day. think I they don't will. Know. I don't know if they do pressers eh, for, not really. for coordinators. Will Biennemi have a bye-bye presser today? No. Probably not. He could come on this show. <laughs> I don't know. Bickle, Bickle would go if that was... <laughs> You, you actually had one. Yeah, you, sh- you know what? You should pay his plane fare out of D.C. He can't leave town quick <laughs> enough for me. I want my freaking initials back. You've got, I, I didn't you've like got it. them back. I didn't like it from day one, Cakes. You know, you got to protect your brand. Uh, that's certainly right. I mean, it's freaking if, ridiculous. If the commanders hired a Coach Cakes, I'd be very upset. Right. <laughs> your brand is safe. I mean, I already have to battle with John Kime for that title. Like, right. So, and Jim Palmer, apparently. <laughs> Do we have the audio of what uh, Doug Williams said about the culture change with uh, Doc Walker? No, he, he if, claimed, if we don't, don't have, have right, the audio, if, I can if read. If you can find it, find it. If not, you can't. It's fine. Yeah, no I can deal. read you the quote. So um, this is from Jake Russell's Twitter. But on Ron Rivera, this is what Doug Williams said. We had the last regime that said he changed the culture. Doc, you and I both know I don't feel no culture change, number one. Mm-hmm. The culture change comes when everybody's together and you find a way to win. That's culture. You can't go out of the way. We've gone out the last three years or so and say the culture's been changed. It has not been changed. Fortunately, I'm there. I've been in there. I don't say much, but I look and I listen. And ain't a whole lot of change. Mm. But I feel good about Dan Quinn. Let me say that. Because anybody who works here the next few years or so with Dan Quinn, anybody who played for Dan Quinn, I think they all would leave here saying the same thing. That the choice that we made is the best choice. And he's Hmm. just crushing Ron on the way out. Kind of. (laughs) Doug seems like the ultimate team guy, though. Like, he's totally taking the team team stance. Yeah. Yeah. He's a... He's yeah. still getting paid by the team, right? Yeah, I think so. I think he probably will forever. Hmm. Kind of like Wes Unsell Jr. Probably hey, get that, paid by well, the Wiz that's a great, forever. It's a great gig. Yeah, you, well, you wouldn't want somebody just pay you forever. I didn't say it was bad. <laughs> I mean, I think it's incredible. Um, so you're saying you don't think Wes Unsell Jr. is doing much consulting with the current Wizard staff? I mean, right I'm now? sure he's probably sitting in on some meetings, but his life's a hell of a lot easier right now. <laughs> yeah. yeah, not taking hell of a lot uh, less stressful. Not I'm sure he's not that disappointed that he's coaching a nine and forty team. Yeah, or not coaching a nine and forty. Team. I did see that Bradley Beal got a much warmer reception on his Capital One Arena return than John Wall did when he showed back up. Why? What happened when Wall showed up? Well, they, they I can't remember. They didn't do like a tribute video or they anything. did nothing. I, I mean, it was that bad of terms. Why? All because I, he did I, the gang signs in the sure, one video. They were I'm, that pissed off. I'm 99 percent sure I was at the game because he, he came back with the Clippers. Correct? 
believe mm-hmm. that's right. I know at some her, point, but that it, was it, his it, first return. It was and very, they didn't do it. I think it was, we talked about the crowd, it. But didn't cheered for him when he was like with Houston or those other I don't teams? think so. I think that it was pretty they pretty much snubbed John Wall in his return, but Bradley got a nice video tribute. He, mm-hmm. you know, acknowledged the crowd. There was definitely a moment there. Definitely wasn't the same for John Wall. Mm. And then Bradley Beal went out and scorched the Wizards. I actually had more of a sort of connect as a fan, more of a connection with Wall than I did Beal. I feel like I did too. Almost Cause, everybody because Wall was just more sort of emotionally involved. Yeah, number one pick jumped on the table. Beal became that eventually. I think they may have given Thomas Bryant more more shine on his return <laughs> to Capital One Arena than they gave John Wall. Right. Well, I got to thank Jim Van Stone because he's hooking me up with some tickets to the uh, Warriors game. It's a good mm-hmm. man. I think when it's is Tuesday, February 27th. Going to take my nephews. Very oh, good. Bet the over. Um, bet the over. Yeah. Bet the over. Gonna he scored up. 60 the other night. There have been this season. And they lost. Six guys already have scored over 60. I feel like course, that used to be a Jordan bit, though. Jordan used to score over 50 all the time and lose. Uh, 60 is the new 40. Yeah, like when guys too. used to score 40 points, you'd be like, man. Yeah, you know Charles Barkley scored forty points last night. It was amazing. Now you got to get the sixty to be noticed. Maybe even seventy, because there's been what three guys I think have scored seventy this year. Well, at least two. I'm What's who, the most? Am I missing the third? I think Carl Anthony Towns did it. Sub one. Like did, did Shaq ever have like eighty or Kobe have no, 81? Kobe at eighty one? Kobe, Kobe eighty one. Kobe's so is number next, two right now. Is the now. next one a hundred? Yeah, so it's eighty one. Pretty sure. Hmm. Luca scored seventy three. That's your boy. Kobe had in that game. Look at his shooting that night. Kobe had uh, double digit assists. Kobe uh, or Steph in that game against the Hawks had hit 22 shots. He actually didn't have many foul shots. That's the amazing thing about Seth Curry's, I mean, uh, Steph Curry's night. Yeah, he had six, but he had 10 threes. Yeah. And And they lost the game. Is their record terrible this year? Their track? Yes. Yeah. They're they're probably not going to make the playoffs. Right. Um, Join the club. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Join the Wizards what are the Club. Caps that's what you wanted, Kate. Caps play yeah. tomorrow, Montreal. I'm must not win. I'm just saying. A, that's a must win for the Caps. I'm a little worried right about Koulibaly. Almost last Why? in the division. Because, all right, he, he may turn out like. I thought he had a good game like two or three games he ago. Did. He, he started got, a couple he, nights ago. He got a start. Take a yeah. look at his last start against Phoenix. That's what uh, Poole was I mean, He's a rookie. And again, he's, he's 19 years old. All right, how many minutes did he play? I'm not going to bury it. 25. Huh? 25 minutes, zero points. All right, did he have any rebounds? Did he just, do anything? He, I mean, he, he feels he like this shots? is a very like, early assessment. When I watch him, you know, he, he has no, attributes. He's, he's most known for his defense. Right. And, um, he's got the super long arms and everything. He's athletic. He can knock down threes. But he just feels like a role player, glue player. Mm. That's a little early. I feel like I feel early like on, early to like, make that call. Uh, for example, Brandon Miller. Who was what the number two pick in the draft? Maybe number yep. three yeah. pick in the yeah. draft. How's he doing? Like he's flash he sometimes. Balling? Yeah, yeah. Like usually you'll get like those you know couple thirty point games in there for future stars every once in a while, and they'll have plenty of duds. But usually you'll well, get like, like Jaden Ivey would have moments. Is he still having moments or not that often? Infrequent because they're he's so at, bad. He's well, they played last night. I don't know what he did last night, but he, uh, he he's having a better year this year. Yeah, but you yeah. have to remember, Cool Bali never played at a high level. I mean, Giannis averaged six points and four rebounds his rookie year. Yeah, very I think good point. It's too early. He's too young. Yeah, it's don't way bury too early. my guy, the guy that I discovered. I'm yeah. Don't bury him. Guy. I just think you'd see more flash. So He's in, a foundational piece. In the last four games, Brandon Miller, 29, 21, 28, 35. He's balling. Uh, Ivy is hurt, apparently. 
No, nope. no, he played last night. Thirty. He played thirty-five. He had eighteen and thirty-five minutes. Mm-hmm. I just think he's a yeah. There you go. Stud. That said, I think he's the only piece that's going to be there in a couple of years. Koulibaly. And again, that's fine. That's the, right. That's the plan. That's the way this is setting up. I mean, that doesn't hurt, right? You don't you don't care about anybody else. Yeah, he's not a number one pick. He's not a number two pick. They're eventually going to have a number one and a number two, and those are the guys who is, they expect to be the future stars. Is Johnny stars. Davis still on the roster? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> what a dud. Yeah, yeah. By the way, I called that. Yeah, I called that right away. He did. The guy can't get on the court. Took one summer league game. All right, we got to get out of here. Be Mitch and Finley next here on The Fan. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 